Okay. We are live here with uh, Star Power Fitness. He just joined the call, so. Um, yes, Star Power, thank you a lot for being willing to do this. This is, um, I think it's something we've been talking about for a long time, but it's, it's, it's fun to finally be here. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. We lost him. We lost him. Okay, well, we'll get him back in a minute. <laughs> Not sure what happened there. But, uh, okay, well, welcome, everybody, to the live stream. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah. This is one of the problems with live videos is you have technical issues, but we'll get through it. Star Power, can you hear us? Yeah, it's just <clears throat> some of the audio keeps going in and out. I've never used StreamYard before, but okay, uh, we're gonna make this work. Okay, yeah. Are you are you somewhere with Wi-Fi? I am. Okay, um, I would make sure. Yeah, if you have Wi-Fi, it should be fine. And then I just make sure to like, if you're on your phone or something, to close out of any other apps or browsers you might have open. That'll probably help the connection a little bit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can hear you pretty good, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, I think I have to, I, I was hearing you on the speaker, but it sounds like I can hear you as if we're talking ear to ear on the phone, but. Um, okay. I'll, I'll figure it out as we go, I'm sure. Are you okay. using a PC or a phone? I'm using a phone right now. Oh, I wanted okay. to use my tablet, but. Uh, it wasn't working? I uh, just, the phone would be better for this occasion. Okay. Well, as long as you can hear us okay, at least uh, know what we're saying, then I think we could try to move forward. Yeah. All right. Well, well how are you doing tonight? I hope you're having a good day. And how, how do you feel about about doing this? Oh, I feel, I feel so good, you guys. Uh, first... I would like to give all glory, thanks, honor, and praise to the true God, to the one Elohim God, Heavenly Father, Christ, on Ho, and Mother, the New Jerusalem. Um, you know, obviously, we've been going back and forth for a while, right? Jordan, Casey. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I consider it a, uh, a great honor to be on this platform to preach Passover five days away. Um, yeah, so I came here to preach and boast about my God. And um, I want you guys to know, uh, no matter how you feel about the verses um, I show, that uh, I'm not going to have any, um, I guess, ill will if Jordan receives the truth. Like, if Kelsey, you come back to um, Zion, if Jordan uh has his heart and mind open to coming to zion then that's beautiful um yeah so uh but i'm i'm ready i'm ready for whatever you guys have to say uh, and i'm prepared i'm prepared to do this yeah well i think the the main reason really we want to do this in this format where um we have a a you know right now it's kind of a unique situation because we have Kelsey as a former member we have you as a current member and then myself who's never been a member at all but to to be able to have both sides of the table sharing you know in a respectful uh 
you know, honoring to one another way, being able to share both sides and, and for the audience and people who are watching this video now and people who will watch it in the future to be able to hear both sides and weigh both sides and then decide for, for themselves, you know, which, which um, I guess, which side seems the most compelling or, or backed by the truth. And so, yeah, I, um, I hope that this is, you know, I know that, you know, just the nature of what this is, this will probably get somewhat heated at times. And I think that's okay. But um, I think both me and Kelsey would say that we, um, you know, value you and honor you as just another person. Um, I also, neither of us are going to have any ill will. I don't have any ill will toward you at all. Um, uh, and anyway, we just are very interested in having a, you know, a respectful conversation with you. And um, I hope that this can serve as an example um, about how both sides can have respectful, intelligent dialogues about this. And, and um, that I hope it encourages other members in the future also to come on and, and just, you know, just have a conversation with us because that's what we want to do. Um, so how, how long, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been um, in the church, Star Power? Yeah, so... <clears throat> I was baptized during the Passover uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't want to give the exact date on uh, my exact baptism because, uh, you know, you may have members in here who have been uh, in the truth for uh, who knows how long. Um, but I don't want that to affect my credibility, I guess. And another thing, too. I don't want to speak for the whole church. Like, uh, uh -huh. yeah, you know, like I love God. I'm like I said, I'm here to boast about God, but that's a lot of pressure to be representing uh, the whole church. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna come up here and uh, speak on what I know and what I've come to understand. But uh. You know, I'm going to just uh, answer the points as best I can. Like I said, we're going to have a good conversation and good dialogue. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not a title holder. So to say I'm representing the whole Church of God, that that's just that's too much pressure, right? So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to speak on what I know, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the case on both sides. Obviously, you know, we're not we don't stand as representations of full and complete representations of, of, you know, our side as well, which I don't, I don't know that me and Kelsey necessarily have a specific side per se, but um, at this point it's more just a disagreement with the WMSCOG's claims and, and doctrines. But um, so, so what we're going to do guys um, kind of the plan today is to try to focus as much as possible to keep this conversation fairly focused on kind of the core issues. I know there's a thousand different topics and conversations we could get into, but we want to try to keep it focused on the main things. And so our main topic, um, obviously there's a ton of topics that spring out of this, but our main topic today is on Song Hong, um, because really the, the World Mission Society, Church of God, their claims, their teachings, and whether or not this group is valid or not comes down to what they teach about Hong Song Hong. And so we kind of want to have a dialogue about that. I think that'll um, get into, you know, issues about Passover and its significance and mother God and things like that as well. But the main, the main focus today is on Song Hong. So 
So what we're going to do, Star Power, is I, I want to give you kind of, we're going to try to keep our responses to each other timed somewhat. I, I don't have a way of pulling up a clock on screen, or I would, but I'm going to try to watch on my phone when we're both responding. Either side is responding to each other to make sure we're both getting um, as close as we can to equal amount of time and that we're, our responses aren't going too long. So um, I'm going to basically give you like a, a 10 minute time if you want to take 10 minutes here at the beginning and kind of give your your beginning statement, I, I guess, and your beginning thoughts. And, and then we'll we will also do the same after you're done. And then we'll kind of start giving like five closer to five minute responses after that. And I know it, it might not stay exactly at, at that sort of um, level, it's going to be, might be more back and forth and interjecting at points if we need to, but that's sort of the main idea just to kind of keep it, um, uh, keep some order and not make it too chaotic. Um, but before we do that, Kelsey, I know you've been having to sit there silent. So before we jump in, I just wanted to, wanted to know if you had any, any thoughts. No, just, um, just thank you for, for coming on and, um, having a, a conversation with us. I know the word debate kind of has like a, could potentially have a negative connotation, but um, we're, we want to structure it this way to make sure that um, that you be you can you know explain um, yourself unfiltered um, and uninterrupted. So, thank you. Oh yeah, it's good. It's for sure good. Well, you know, before we start, y'all, um, you know, I've been waiting to meet you guys for a while, so it'd be cool if I could get to know you guys a little bit, like. Uh, you know, we've had plenty of exchanges over the YouTube yep. comments. But uh, I just have a couple of questions just to get a feel for you guys, right? Sure. So, uh, well, Jordan, I guess I'll start with you. Like, are you part of a specific denomination or a uh, specific church? Uh, no. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I have a local church that I um, – am involved with at some capacity, but, um, no, I don't, I'm not like a member at any church or anything. Uh, well, actually that's not true. I am a member at the church. Um, I'm a part of, uh, because that allows me to serve on the, um, board, but I'm not, um, our church is a non-denominational church and, um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I kind of go to a variety of, of churches, but, um, sure. yeah, I'm kind of in an interesting season with all that. So the sure. short answer to that is, is no, I think. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And Kelsey, what would you say for yourself? You know, like you was in the church for 10 years, like, do you uh, still consider yourself Christian? Um, you know, I don't, I don't put a label on, on what I consider myself as. I just try to maintain an open mind and understanding different perspectives when it comes to the Bible, whether that be a, a Christian perspective, um, you know, the, you know, maybe a progressive, you know, uh, opinions, okay. or even like looking at agnostic and atheist um, opinions about certain verses. You know, I just try to keep an open mind and, and understand, you know, look at the context in which things are written, understand the time in which things are written, and also looking at um, what scholars say about the original language, languages in which the Bible is written. So I try to keep an open mind. Okay, that's good. That's fair. That, that's fair. And you know, it's funny because I'm sure you guys are wondering, like, oh, this guy's star power. He's probably seen all the videos, all the Great Light Studios videos. 
And, um, you know, actually, um, this may surprise some, but it strengthened my faith. <laughs> uh, I've done quote unquote debates with Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, Muslims, atheists, um, if that's even a word, atheists. But uh, sounds yeah. good to me. <laughs> I know, right? It's I don't good. know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's come to know. I, I couldn't understand through all this that uh, there's always somewhere in the Bible I can point to to uh, refute that belief and um, recognize that the Church of God, Zion, uh, the true Church of God. Father Ansan Hong established in these last days. It's the one true church. I say it with my chest. Like, um, that's what I've come to know. Can I ask a question really quick? Of course. Of when course. you say when you say Church of God, I'm assuming you mean World Mission Society Church of God, correct? Yes. Okay. Cause the because Ansan Hong he established the um witnesses of Jesus Church of God. So I just wanted to clarify for those maybe who are joining for the first time. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know too much of the history behind uh, the church names and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Okay. I just know when uh, Father Anson Hong ascended back to heaven, um, Heavenly Mother um, was pronounced as God Almighty. And uh, ever since then, it's like, been the Church of God, from my understanding, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, but okay. I just have one more question before we begin. Right. Sure. Uh, what's your guys' purpose? Like, um, what's your purpose in this life? I mean, even if it's something physical, like I me, mean, obviously I want to go to the kingdom of heaven really bad, but I also want to be uh, maybe president one day. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so I still have my physical goals. Like, obviously y'all see my business name, Star Park Fitness. Uh, I don't just drive around as a worker and do the gospel. Um, obviously, I have my own business, right? Nice. Um, but, uh, like, what's your purpose in this life? Do you Kelsey, wanna, do you want to go first? Oh, sure. I can go first. Oh. You know, I, I, you know, that's a, that's a good question. And um, for me, in my opinion, my purpose is just to um, treat others with, with kindness and respect. Of course, you know, I have my own, I have my own goals. I have work goals. I have personal goals. Um, you know, that I try to make little steps here and there every day to, to kind of work towards those. But I would say overall, my purpose is to, to consider, I, I consider others and, and their feelings, their opinions. And so, um, so yeah, I would say that's my purpose is to, listen and and help others no I'm not, I'm not talking about just like you know in the perspective of you know wms members or anything like that i mean just yeah. in general so love that love that love that that's awesome uh yeah i would say i mean kelsey kind of said it i'd say it in maybe a different way but it's kind of the same idea i think just um i think i could boil down what i value more than anything in this this world and and um feel is sort of the ultimate pursuit would be just love love of love of others and i think love of god and others um and yeah i think too when i look at the life of jesus and who he was the character he displayed i see something there that i think is 
um, makes more sense of, of this world and what it should look like to operate in this world than anything else I've come across so far. And so, um, yeah, I'd say wanting to, to, um, be to other people, uh, you know, what, I guess that, that loving, that loving and compassionate kind of person that, that Christ displayed. Um, and then of course I got a lot of other, you know, uh, work-related, hobby-related things as well, but those are, um, I don't think, what you're really looking for, so. <laughs> no worries, yeah. Um, if you want to be on the front cover of Men's Magazine, it's okay. You can say it, Jordan. No, That's fine. my third. That's third in line. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm not working well, you, out enough yeah. for that, though, so. Yeah, well, you say you I need. I need you that. to train me. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we'll see where this goes, man. Maybe we'll consider it. I got you though. Any <laughs> tips? I got you. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah. If you if you want to go ahead and and I'll I'll start a timer. I, we might not even end up needing a timer, but just to kind of get an idea of how long we're going. And if you want to, kind of obviously, here's our question: We're we're coming into this with the belief, and, and with you know years of making videos explaining why we think On Song Hong is not Christ, and why we think On Song Hong not only is not Christ, but did not even believe you know, the majority of the things that the WMSCOG doctrines um, claim. Um, and so we're, we're coming, obviously, from this not only with a skepticism about Aung San Hong, but already feeling like the evidence we have seen, um, and, and not only the physical evidence, if you want to call it that, but, you know, biblical evidence uh, surrounding Aung San Hong, to us, it's just not there. Um, and, and so I guess these 10 minutes are kind of just your way of, of having sort of your opening thoughts and remarks about um, if, I guess, if you were going to convince us in 10 minutes to at least maybe take a second thought about On Song Hong and whether the World Mission Society is true, these are your 10 minutes to, to do that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> so where do I start really? It's like uh I can um, speak about Heavenly Father on Song Hong until four in the morning. Like, uh, there's so many prophecies um, that truly prove that he is God Almighty, um, even in the physical, too. I mean, if you want to call it that. Um, it's like, do I start from Genesis and talk about how he came in the order of Melchizedek? Do I start from uh, Genesis as well, where... Um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob represent three different ages and how this age of the Holy Spirit, Jacob represents heavenly father on Song Hong. Um, do I go to Exodus and talk about how Moses was, a, uh, Christ was a prophet like Moses, whether at his first coming or second coming? Do I go to Leviticus and speak about how father restored the feast? I mean, it's, um, there's so many, but I guess I'll go with the most blatant ones in this 10 minute um, period. Well, wherever we can you go want to start, wherever you want to start is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start with Micah chapter 4, 1 through 2, right? Micah 4, 1 through 2. It says, In the last days, 
All right, so something's gonna happen in the last days. All right, something significant. Let's see what's going to happen. The mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. So in the last days, Mount Zion is considered the most important place on earth. It says in verse two, the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. Right? His word will go out from Jerusalem. So in the last days, God's going to establish his law in Zion, his word. So the Lord's going to do this, but but who is the Lord? Who's going to um, teach us his way so we can walk in his paths? It says his teaching, his word will. So what was his teaching? Right? It was the new covenant. The te this teaching that the Lord is to establish, it has to be the new covenant. Yeah, as G there's two covenants. There's only the old covenant and the new covenant. There's two covenants. There's no three, obviously. So in the last days, when the Lord comes and establishes Mount Zion, he's going to teach us the new covenant. So who is the one who has taught us the new covenant? Yeah, it was abolished in 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea. And it's like, um, you know, you guys might go, oh, where's my proof of that? Where's, where's the proof that Passover was abolished? Well, I mean, even when you look at three instances about the Passover, um, 155 AD, um, 195 AD, right, and 325 AD, there were controversies about the Passover specifically. But in 325 AD, there was no other controversy after that. Why is that? Because the Passover was abolished. That's why the Bible, if you look all around the Old Testament, it speaks about how Zion will be rebuilt. The Lord will rebuild Zion, rebuild, reestablish, right? <laughs> so Zion is going to be reestablished in the last days. So the new covenant is going to come back. Right. So Father Anselm Ho is the one who restored this new covenant. But how do I know that? You guys, um, you know, have uh, your doubts that Father Anselm Ho didn't establish it. Well, when we look at Revelation chapter five, um, the root of David is going to crack open the seals, you know, the seven thunders. The seven thunders represent the seven feasts. I mean, you know, I, I could flip to all the verses, but um, the, the seven feasts represent the seven thunders. So, uh, yeah, Father Anselm Hong came in the root of David. And, you know, you guys might say that about uh, Armstrong and the Passover. He, he kept it or something. But it's also the seven feasts. It's like a domino effect. Well, you keep the Passover, after that, it's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then the Resurrection Day. Then the Pentecost, right? And so on. And so this is why we see in Acts chapter 20, even the disciples keeping the seven feasts in three times. Because Christ established Zion at his first coming. And he also did the same at his second coming. This is why we keep the seven feasts, 
because the root of David, Father Asa Hall, cracked open the seals and restored the correct interpretation of the Bible. So what happens after that? Now we can come to Zion where he teaches us his ways so we may walk in his paths. Yeah, I'll keep it concise. <laughs> okay. Um, I I have questions, but Kelsey, do you do you have anything you want to yeah. respond? Yeah. I, I think I think what we'll do maybe instead of um, giving ten minute openings because that didn't go for ten minutes anyways, which which is good. Um, I think we'll just start more with back and forth uh, responses. And so Kelsey, you can go ahead sure. and um, whatever you want to ask about that, sure. um, go for it. Yeah, so the first question I have, first question I have is, you said in Acts chapter 20, uh, and, and correct me if I'm if I'm repeating this correctly, but in Acts sure. chapter 20, that's where we can see the uh, apostles keeping the seven feasts in three times. Is that correct? Yep. So can you, can you explain that? Well, yeah, so uh, maybe not uh, Acts. So Acts 20 and um, Acts 28, I believe for sure. So... Acts 20, verse 6, we see Paul keeping the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. If we look at you Acts said chapter... Acts 26. Okay, yep, I see it. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Before, before you move on, before you move okay. on, just real quick, because I see Acts chapter 20, verse 6, it says, But we sailed from Philippi after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Boom. and five days later joined the others at Troas, where we stay seven days. But it doesn't say here they kept Whoa. the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right? It says that they, it's just mentioning the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So how do we know they kept it? I mean, look, they, they kept it. Like, uh, the, I don't think they're going to just acknowledge that and not keep it. Um, but they that, also, that's, but like saying, that, that's like saying, ahead, how come they didn't keep the uh, Feast of Dedication, a Jewish feast? That wasn't acknowledged by the apostles or disciples. But here, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is acknowledged. Well, and even if we continue, right? I, sorry, sorry, real quick, real quick, real quick, because I don't want to lose that point, because that's okay. the important point you make, because I, you know, without okay. going too far, you know, I don't want to go on a too big of a tangent, but in Galatians chapter 4, Apostle Paul says, you are observing, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, you are observing special, oh, sorry, that's a different verse. Never mind. I no worries. Back. Let's <laughs> continue, let's continue, Feast of Unleavened Bread. For sure, for sure. So uh, in the following verse, right, it says, on the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. So this is where they broke the resurrection bread. Kelsey, you know this well. On the resurrection day, we break the spiritual bread, right, to help us recognize uh, Christ who uh, came. So that's the next feast that they kept on the first day of the week, Sunday. Sunday is always resurrection day. Paul here is breaking the bread, right? Yes. And then when we look at, and then when we move on away from seven, though, before we move on away from seven, because I I do, I I do know that the Sunday following the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the the World Mission Society celebrates the resurrection day. I understand that. Um, But how do we know that this is talking about resurrection day and not just, I mean, they broke bread all the time. Right. I mean, can you can you elaborate? They broke bread. It doesn't say resurrection day here. And it doesn't say they broke bread so that their eyes can be open to recognize Christ. So Okay. So the reason why 
I feel assured in uh, saying that is because in verse six, <coughs> after the Passover ended, I'm reading the NLT, so your guys' version might be a little different. But mine, yeah, mine says after the Passover ended. So it says five days later, they stayed with in trust for they stayed for a week, right? And well, then it, on the is... first day of the week, this has to be resurrection day. Like, I mean, Wait. you know, like come on, right? Well, so, <laughs> no, you bring up a really good point because you were bringing up a really good point in verse six. You say that it says five days later. So from the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it says five days later, they joined okay. the others at Troas, right? So five days yeah. to get to Troas. And then it says they stayed at Troas for seven more days, right? So that's 12 days. So if you, if this first day of the week is seven days, or if, it, if it's the Sunday following Unleavened Bread, there, I mean, a week is only seven days, right? So that pass, that would pass that day of resurrection, not, so that's, not that's why I'm genuinely asking that question about verse 7. I don't know the answer. I'm genuinely asking that question. Oh, yeah, no, Actually, it's okay. I had this question when I was a member of the World Mission Society. This was one of the, the things that my overseer asked me when um, I was <coughs> doing confirmation. So I, I genuinely don't remember the answer. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's okay. So... I'm going to just make it uh, simple for members that aren't in the church, too. So when we look at the Old Testament, it's a shadow. The New Testament's the reality, right? So um, after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Resurrection Day falls on the next Sunday. Right. So if, yeah. So if Unleavened Bread is on a Monday... The uh, resurrection day is going to take place six days later. Right. The Passover this year is on Friday. Unleavened bread is on Sabbath. And resurrection day is on Sunday. So one day later. So it's the... You said what? So one day later this year, right? Yeah, right. Yep, the next day. So, it, you know, it could range from a day to six days potentially. But not 12, right? Uh, yeah, not 12, but this isn't saying it's 12. Versus it says it. five days later, they joined them in Troas where we stayed a week. On the first day of the week, he could be reflecting on the on their uh, time when they stayed for a week. He could but just it, be reflecting on that. But it says they, they, they set sail after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right? And then after yep. the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it says, and five days later, meaning five days after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, they joined the others at Troas. So five days after Unleavened Bread, they got to Troas, and then they stayed in Troas for seven days. So that's 12. And then that's okay, but... verse 7 on the first day of the week. Yeah, okay. So in verse 7, it says, on the first day of the week, we gathered. So it doesn't say anything about, oh, okay, after that week. It says on the first day of the week, we gathered. Like Paul could be reflecting on the week when they stayed in trust, for all we know. But, I mean, just just kind of play along with me, right? Like, uh, I mean, we can, we let's can move just... on from this one. We can, I mean, we can, we can I, I, I don't know. I'm just asking. We can move on from this one. Because my, my main question is, no how does this one explain about um the the seven feasts and three times that's what i'm curious about okay yeah let's continue because 
again, so Christ let's assume, let's had assume this is talking about resurrection day. That's where I'm gonna Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just kinda play along with me, right? Mm -hmm. So when we see you guys in verse sixteen, uh Paul here, Acts twenty verse sixteen, mm -hmm. he was hurrying to get to Jerusalem in time for what feast? The is festival the of Pentecost. Right. Right. So why will Paul be hurrying for a uh, old covenant feast, as you guys say? Because he was Jewish. Nah, nah. It's because he's keeping the feast of the festival of Pentecost as Christ directed him. Yeah, that the you know, Paul, Well, that's your that's your that's your assumption, though. That's your assumption why he was doing it. Um, because we can, I mean, we could go to Romans 14 where Paul goes into detail about what his thoughts are on the observance of special days and times over right. as being more holy than others. And there he clearly right. lays out that that to each his own kind of like if you think one day is more holy than another, then that's fine. You go do you. But if you don't, yeah. don't judge those who don't feel that same way. I mean, so so we can look at even. You know, I think that's why this this whole thing in Acts 20, like I could totally give you your point that you're trying to make that um, I think verse six is very questionable whether or not that's trying to say that Paul did keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But let's just assume that that he did. Oh, um, no, let's no. assume. No. Yeah. Or, or the fe the feast in general. Let's just let's take it all the way and let's assume that Paul kept all the feasts um, that that honestly doesn't. Okay. That doesn't, that doesn't like do anything for me. And here's why, because hmm. there's a big difference between Paul keeping these feasts personally and Paul teaching not only Jews, but Gentile converts that they also need to be doing these things. And there's just, there's ne never an explicit teaching uh, about where, where Paul or any apostle is in any sense telling these, um, especially the Gentile believers that, hey, part of being a Christian, what it looks like to be a faithful follower of Christ means you also need to be keeping these feasts. Um, you never see anything like that. But in fact, on the contrary, well, you do when you do. <laughs> okay, well, well, we can talk about those those places. Yeah. You probably bring up First Corinthians, where where he mentions pa Passover, um, right. and, and which I would argue is more uh, symbolic there. But we can we can talk about that. But I guess like okay. like Romans fourteen, for example, where he's he specifically says, "Well, I can pull that up real quick." Um, sure. While while you're pulling that up, while you're pulling that up, I just want to because I, I see that that here you know you mentioned unleavened bread. You mentioned uh, Resurrection Day and Pentecost, but what other what other feasts are kept in in chapter twenty? Before you do that, let me yeah, just put so, this verse here so yeah. we don't get too okay. too uh, scattered. And I'll I'll put this here and say this, and then we can go on with that. So Romans fourteen: one person regards a certain day above the others, while someone else considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes a special day does so to the Lord. He who eats does so to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. Um, and so, so yeah, basically, you can—I mean, you can—you can read the chapter, and and I mean, I would say just go and read Romans four, places like Romans fourteen with an open mind, and say, okay, oh, yeah. what did Paul think about the observance of holy days, and was that something he put on the church as a requirement or not? And I, I think 
in in my opinion, when I read read Paul's writings, I get this strong communication that observance of special days above the others as some kind of means of attaining salvation is so far removed from what Paul taught that, um, yeah, I think it's it's impossible not to see. Well, well, Jordan, have you read uh, Romans fourteen? Have you read the full thing? Yeah, many times. I've read that a ton okay. of times. So, so you see how it's talking about fasting and eating days and specific fasting days, right? <laughs> so, uh, fasting. It's like, where, uh, you where are you getting think. fasting from? So, because there would be specific days where uh, I, I got to um, turn to the chapter because I don't have my um, notes quite out since we're on a web on the phone um, yeah but he, he, he's talking about uh in, in verse three for example don't condemn those who eat certain foods uh for god has accepted them verse five is what you're quoting you know more holy day than another day but then he's talking about basically food the whole chapter um verse 14 not talking about, uh, where's the part about fasting though Okay, because there would be specific fast days in the Old Testament, and um, you know they they would have specific like uh, food regulations, like um, and, and just certain days they would fast and eat specific foods. So basically, Paul saying like, you know, for this fast day, don't you know judge one another <laughs> like for celebrating specific fast days. But okay, but that notice after. that you have to. He's mentioning that after, though. Yeah, I'd say you have to notice that you have you literally have to insert into the scriptures fasting days. Like you have to put oh, a descriptor oh, on no. it that's not there. It, uh, yeah. It okay, say but fasting. Yeah, he's not. He okay, doesn't say. So, he just said. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So there were specific days where the Jews would fast. There, there would be just, um, you know, like just specific food regulations. I haven't really studied too much into the law as far as specific days and requirements that the Old Testament Jews would have that kept mm -hmm. the Old Covenant. Um, but it's talking about food for the most part throughout the whole chapter. It's like... Um, you know, let, like, let's be honest, right? Like, <laughs> this, this, look at verse 21, for example. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else. It might cause another believer to stumble. Um, you know, it's predominantly about uh, food regulation. But, you know, so you guys here, we're, we're, we're speaking about Heavenly Father, right? Yeah. And we're jumping to... You know, um, Romans 14, it's right. like, a, it, it's a it would be great removed. if I, yeah, no worries. Well, no worries. if you, if you don't mind, cause I, 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 I think the point was like, Unsung Hong, he is second coming Christ because he established the feast, right? Exactly. And, and so, um, so maybe let me, let me kind of abandon acts uh the axe thing and just okay so um so when we look at like 
and when we look at like Jesus 2000 years ago, right? The, the world mission society says that the feast of God is the seven feasts in three times, right? It's the, um, you know, all the feasts in Leviticus 23, but, um, I have, but you know, Jesus 2000 years ago, there's a couple of feasts that I don't see him keeping. Can you, can you show me a verse where he keeps the feast of first fruits? Or the Feast of Weeks. I'll, I'll, you know, either of those. Hey, my bad, y'all. I, I, I'm trying to fix this audio situation real yeah, quick. No, no you're okay. Uh, you guys no, are hey, kind of low, no, but... Hey, yo, we got, we got audio issues all the time, too. No, right before this, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, he cut out, like, two, three times. So, totally understand. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's just, all just good. Just part of the Great but, Light experience. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny when yeah, we do a live me. video, yeah. we have more issues yeah. than if we do a like a taped video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to hear you guys better. Yeah. Do you want me to? Does that help it? at all? Can you guys oh. still hear me good? Your voice is a uh, little low, but I can still hear. It's a little bit harder to hear. And I think we're getting some feedback from ourselves in the background. Okay, I'll just do like this oh, for right now until you. Okay. And I'll just do like this until you guys, um, you know, do your ten minutes or something. Then I'll run and get some headphones. Okay. Um, if you if yeah. you want to run and do that now, you feel free to do that. We can pause for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, we'd let's like do you to that, be able to hear. I, I want to hear yeah. your guys' points. Yeah, no worries. Go go for it. One moment. Do what you gotta One do. Um, okay. Well, here we are, guys. I guess we are um, yeah, going to fill wanna, some, spit, some dead air. Go ahead. But, but I mean, before we move on, I, I just want to ask my question. My just, I just have a few questions about the feast. Um, I, there's yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that he mentioned that I really want to like continue, but um just because we're on the subject of the feast, so. Yep, go for it. But once, yeah, once he returns, so. So we got a, Jordan, I don't know if you noticed, but there's some folks who, um, Andy O's coming in fresh with those. Uh, Super chats. Yeah, yeah, Andy, thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Jeremy too. Jeremy, um, I think he became a I'm, member. Oh, and Deborah, Deborah Prado became a member. Okay, yeah. Thank you, guys. I did notice. I noticed a couple. I noticed Jeremy. Um, I would think I would get notifications when people were joining, but I I don't because I come on the live chats and I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were a member. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Very helpful. All right, Star Power, are you back? Can you hear okay? Oh, he must be still getting his head. Sounds like he's still connecting it up. I I understand a hundred percent the I, I never heard of StreamYard before you, Jordan. Really? Yeah. I'm 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 kind of I'm looking around for different options. This is this is gonna be an anti StreamYard commercial, I guess. I, I really like it in a lot of ways. It's easy to use, but I've yeah, I have had some trouble with it. I might just go back to Zoom for now until I can figure something else out because 
Okay. Been having some issues with it. Okay, can you hear us now? Cool. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Perfect. Yep. Beautiful. Okay, we're good to go now. Cool. So let's Okay, so Kelsey, right. why don't you go ahead and why don't you go ahead and repeat your question, Kelsey? Yeah, so my question is um can you show me uh where Jesus kept the the feast of first fruits and the the day of Pente or sorry, uh feast of weeks? Yes. So when we turn to Luke 24, uh-huh. Yeah, it's in Luke 24. Um you know, uh Jesus came as the word. So he's the Lord from the Old Testament. Jesus is God Almighty. So in the Old Testament, Jesus spoke what to do on the Ten Commandments as Jehovah. So like in the New Testament, though, he came as the word. So because he comes as the word and the word put on flesh, whatever he did, that's basically the commandment now. All right. So if Jesus keeps the Passover, we keep the Passover. If Jesus keeps Feast of Tabernacles, that's keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. If Jesus keeps the Feast of Weeks, that's keeping Feast of Weeks. So in Luke 24, um, verse, yeah, I don't have my notes in front of me, but uh, yeah, it's in Luke 24. Jesus breaks the uh, resurrection bread with his disciples. And that signifies how, um, th that, that's the signifier essentially. Uh, and how he, when he breaks the bread, that that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we do on resurrection day. So. I know that's what know. the World Mission Society does on resurrection day. Um, but where does it say that this is the he's celebrating the feast of first fruits or the the feast of weeks? Well, Jesus rose as the first fruit, you know. In Leviticus uh, twenty three, Jesus represents but, the sheep. But I understand he rose as the first fruits. I understand that as a, as symbolism. But, yeah, but the thing is, yeah. is that was like his fulfillment, right? But before that fulfillment, he would have been keeping the Feast of First Fruits that the Jewish people kept, right? Like when he grew up, he kept the Passover because he grew up Jewish, right? Where in the Bible does it say he kept Feast of First Fruits or Feast of Weeks? Yeah, Jesus just sets the example. So, again, <laughs> so he risen he, after he rose. That marks the resurrection day. Okay. Then 40 days later, he ascended. 10 days after the ascension, he uh, the, the disciples had the Holy Spirit poured out upon them. So Jesus is just keep he's keeping a step in prophecy in the same prophecies he wrote in the Old Testament. He's he's just keeping in step with it. He rose on the third day. That's the uh, sheaf in uh, Leviticus twenty three. He resurrects three days later. Ascend okay. and just like how Moses walked up the um, you know, he ascended up the mountain, right? 
and then 10 days later he came back down all that is a shadow for the works of christ does that make sense I, I, I can't even see the comments right now. I can't even oh, see what oh, people I'm, are saying. I, I'm not looking at, don't worry, I'm not looking at the comments either. Um, okay, because I want to see, you know, people okay. saying too, but. I'm, I'm, um, paying, I'm trying to pay attention to what, what you're saying, so that's my main focus. Oh, yeah, good deal. Uh, no, I, I, under, I understand. Too. I understand what you're saying because you know I was a member, right? I know, I know what how the the WMS says that they, you know, uh, uh, that Jesus fulfilled it, right? But um. I, I'm gonna agree to disagree that Jesus he never kept the feast of weeks or the feast of first fruits. It doesn't say that. I'm gonna agree to disagree, but I understand your argument. So I'll yeah, I, I can, okay. I can move on from that. Um, my next question is: Is where did Jesus keep the feast of trumpets? Yeah, because it's seven feasts and three times. Right. If he kept the uh, feast of tabernacles. In turn, he keeps the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement because it's seven feasts and three times. But do you acknowledge <laughs> that it doesn't say he kept specifically, like directly, that he kept trumpets and atonement like it, in the same way it does tabernacles? I, I understand, you know, why you're making that point. But because he kept the Feast of Tabernacles, he had to have kept the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement. That, that's just like, you know, um, the, the Passover. So in Acts 20, verse 6, yours said festival on living bread. Mine said Passover. Mm -hmm. If one keeps the Passover, they're keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread. If one keeps the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover. It's seven, it's seven feasts and three times. So if one keeps um, the day of Pentecost, they're keeping the resurrection day as well. Jordan, is that making sense? Jordan, am I making, do, do you see no, I, the three times? I understand, I understand what you're saying. And I think, I mean, I, I think I get Kelsey's point too. And I would get, like, honestly, I would say, even if we don't specifically see, um, you know, it specified that Jesus kept a specific feast, I think it's fair to assume that he did. But I think, Kelsey, okay. you probably have a specific reason for asking that question. I do. I mean, I, I, I do, because when you look into the when you look into the Bible, it doesn't I mean, I understand the whole the, the WMS COG's explanation of the seven feasts and three times. I understand the groupings and how they are together. I used to I used to preach it myself. But um, the relationship between Passover and 11 bread is 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 quite different than the relationship between tabernacles and trumpet and atonement. Um so, but I don't want to, I don't want to. Can you, do, yeah, can you wanna, prove that? Can, I, can you prove that? Well, the, I, the, I want to explain the reason why I'm bringing the, my, my, why I'm asking these questions. Sure. Um, the reason why I'm asking these questions is because, you know, 2000 years ago, there's no records of no specific records of Jesus keeping four out of the seven of the feasts. And that second group, which is the feast of first fruits and the feast of weeks, right? There's no record of him keeping either of those, right? So it's not just like it's saying and mentioning first fruits and that we can assume he kept weeks as well. Like there's no mention of either of those. So mm -hmm. because when it comes to the feast, so because when it comes to the feast, again, four out of seven, Jesus never kept. And six out of seven, the apostles never kept. And so if if our faith in the church we go to is based on Jesus and the apostles. Thanks, Andy then 
if yeah, if our faith is based on Jesus and the apostles, right. and they didn't keep these things, then how can we say that the World Mission Society is the one true church because they're keeping things that Jesus and the apostles right. never? But they kept. did. <laughs> Just because but they, they did it doesn't mean they kept it. I okay. mean, these, these were markers of times. 2000 years ago because again like 11 bread right it mentions the word 11 bread but that doesn't mean they actually kept it the bible mentions new moon festivals right apostle paul mentions that. i think it's in colossians he mm -hmm. mentions doesn't that, mean he kept, never it. kept new moon festivals right okay how about this guys mm -hmm. how about this so it says in the last days this will i use it as the first verse thanks to father mother are you talking is, about Zach and Micah? Yes. Okay, okay. Because in the last days, God is going to rebuild Zion, but he's going to establish his law. Okay, if the law isn't the new covenant feast, then you guys tell me what it is. What's that law? That's it. The law meaning like the commands of God, right? Yeah, sure. Yep. We, we can say all that. the law, Galatians 5.14, all the law is fulfilled in this one word. Even this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And Jesus, as Jesus said, said, Jesus said mm -hmm. very similarly, Paul repeated that and emphasized that also. Um, right. He even goes as far, I think it's in Galatians, to say that uh, the only thing that matters, actually, let me look this up. Um, so it would be Galatians, Galatians 5, 6. Okay. Where, where Paul says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision... Or uncircumcision. Notice he's referencing law-related things. Okay. Um, has any value? The only, the only thing that counts is faith expressing okay. itself through love. So I think you see that very clearly emphasized by the teaching of the apostles that what, what, verse was what that? it looked like. This is Galatians five six. Okay. That what it looks like, what it means to fulfill the the law of God in a new covenant context is to, okay. to display, to express love to God and neighbor through your faith. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay. So again here, you know, that, that sounds really good, you know, and I actually agree with that verse wholeheartedly. Jesus taught that there's two uh, greatest commandments, right? Love the, Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is equally as important. Love the neighbor as you love yourself. So Paul, in those verses you quoted, Jordan, um, he's emphasizing that, as you pointed out. Paul is saying that. Love the Lord your God. Faith, right? Faith. And to um, love your neighbor. But here's the point. What does that mean? What does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Well, actually, Jesus quotes a specific verse out of Deuteronomy. It was Deuteronomy chapter 6, where Moses said, Deuteronomy 6 verse 5, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. But then Moses goes on to say, how you do that. So in verse seven, um, actually verse six, Deuteronomy six, six, it says that you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. 
repeat them again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. And then verse eight, check this out, you guys. Verse eight, tie them on your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So this is how you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind is to wholeheartedly obey the commands. Tie them on your hands and on your forehead. Whoa, that sounds familiar, right? Write them on the doorposts of your house. Oh, that sounds familiar. Where else can we find that? Well, that have the you commands, read the... Uh, you, let me can I finish. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll start so, timing better. I haven't been doing that. So. <laughs> no worries. Am I rambling? I'm, I'm no, 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 Okay, so Exodus 13, verse 9. Let's see what this was about. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it, re- let it remind you to always recite this teaching to the Lord. What annual festival is this that's on your hand and your forehead? Hmm. Yeah, right. Exodus chapter 12. It's the Passover. They wrote the uh, Passover blood on their houses, on their door frames. This Passover, what Moses is conveying, and this is how you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Jesus goes like on to Passover. Yes. The so, commands, okay, so you're... The commands of God. Once you keep the Passover, it's like a domino effect. You keep the Passover, 11 bread, feast of week, Sabbath, Pentecost, right? Trumpets, atonement. All right, tabernacles. So, okay, so so Passover to you, keeping Passover is sort of the ultimate expression of love for God. It's like the ultimate command, right? Am I hearing you right? Um, you can like say like cl- that. Yeah, you, you can say like that, keep, keeping the new covenant more so, but you have to keep the Passover. That's the core. You, you must keep the Passover. That's the okay, core. so I okay. So a few questions would be one. Okay. Abraham, who is the ultimate example of of faith put forth in the New Testament, like the example that's alluded mm-hmm. to multiple times as, as like the example of how even salvation works. If you look at Acts uh, or Romans chapter four, right? It, it you know, and the whole the whole book of Romans it, it refers right. to Christians as being children of Abraham, and and Abraham. He, he didn't keep the Passover. Um, and, and it even emphasizes the fact that before Abraham was circumcised, um, if you look at Romans 4, um, Romans 4, 9. And, and hey, to you guys watching, I know that this is, is quite theological. And, and to some of you, I know that's probably somewhat annoying. But, but I think most of you will probably understand that this is sort of, I mean, in many ways, this is what it comes down to. Um, is is the WMSCOG is making theological claims, and so um, in in large part, this this has to be um, somewhat of a theological discussion. But uh, so so Romans four, um, actually, did I say nine? It's Romans four. Well, we we could talk about anything, though. I, I want to talk about uh, Kelsey. Okay, so uh, kind of went through later too. I, I guess the point. I'll, I'll try to keep this short. The point is that Abraham didn't keep Passover. So, uh, and not only Abraham, but obviously a whole plethora of people uh, before and after him. But, but then I could allude to maybe even a more um, important one would be David. 
David, who is called a man after God's own heart, no record of David keeping Passover. Um, you sure? So, do you have an example of, of David keeping Passover? I do. I just need to pull it up on my tablet. Um, yeah, for some reason, I thought we would be on Zoom. It's a, it's totally okay, though. I actually like this app a lot. Um, but uh, I had all my notes on my like my iPhone notes, but um, you can continue. I'll, I'll pull up the example I have in a bit. So, so here, here's my thing. Like I, I think I could assume, you know, going back to, I know this all started around the idea that the apostles and Jesus kept the feast. So let's assume that Jesus kept all the feasts, like in his, in his earthly life while he was here, let's assume he kept them. Let's assume that the apostles, I, I would grant that, that, um, for the sake of the argument, I would grant that the Jewish apostles, um, Peter, Paul, that they kept the feast. Let's just assume that. Um, to me, like that, we could assume all of that. And that does absolutely nothing for me. And I think does nothing wow. to, to prove the ultimate proposition that wow. you're putting forth, that that Passover is the core of the gospel and like the core requirement in order to be saved. So, wow. My my and and here here's why because um I guess maybe the best way to explain to explain why I'm saying that would be through this question so I guess do you believe that in the book of Acts you know what we see in Acts chapter two um Acts chapter two forty no that's the wrong one Acts chapter Even one the verse day of Pentecost eight, right. In Acts chapter two. No, sorry, that that you was the wrong one. I'm actually I meant to go to Acts one eight, okay. where um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus speaking to the apostles, he says, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth." So, would you agree that the apostles that Jesus commissioned them to go out and be a witness? for him uh, of, of what the gospel was that they're supposed to go and tell people what the gospel was yes. of how to be saved. Okay. Yep. Do you think that the book of acts records the even uh, the evangelistic messages that the apostles were going out and telling people um, in order to allow people to be saved Were the apostles in their sermons and in their preaching, were they preaching the gospel? Were they preaching the full, complete message of the gospel in the book of Acts? You know, there's several instances of them of them giving sermons and preaching to the lost, telling right. them how to be saved. Do you believe that right. they were giving a full and complete message of what the gospel is? Yes. Okay, so they never mentioned Passover one time. Not one time well, did they mention so, Passover. So, you know... Not every single word that they preached was recorded in the Bible, obviously. I'm talking about like right. word for word every day. Yeah, I, fair enough. If I agree with that. Why wouldn't that <laughs> yeah. be recorded? But you guys, for even not in the new covenant, like from old covenant to new covenant, you guys know that the blood is tied to the covenant. Like, you guys know this. It, we see all throughout the New Testament, it's Christ's blood, we're saved. That's the seal of God. It's, it's his blood. It's his blood. I'm not trying to get too <laughs> gory. No, you're right. But it's his blood. It's his blood. 
But how do you have Christ's blood? There's only one way when we look at the Bible. Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And then he even goes on to say, oh, is, is this symbolic? Does this mean to study his word? Does this mean to just say with your lips you believe in him? No, he said, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. This is actual bread and wine. And you guys got to think too, why do all these Babylons, all these other churches keep a, um, a copycat Passover? They call it communion. They call it Eucharist, sacred. They keep a copycat. There's churches that, that keep the Passover once a year, 14th day of the first month, and have kept it even before on Sung Hong, even before the Armstrong Church. There are churches that did that. Yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot can, of people that you, keep the Passover. Yeah, can you give me evidence? The witnesses and the, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, Bible study movement. Both are from the 1800s. Oh, okay. Did they keep the Sabbath too? Did they the, keep the Feast of Weeks? Did they keep the Feast of Tabernacles? But that's, my, my, that's, a, that we, that's assuming that that is required, which when you look at the book of Galatians, Apostle yeah. Paul says otherwise. So I'm talking just about the Passover. But, but Kelsey, okay. but, but I, I mean, I could, I could pull on Tim, who we've had on these videos, Tim Hoffman, who does. He literally sent me a text uh, like a week ago inviting me to Passover. So me and my wife yeah. are going to oh, go that's, that's true. Passover that's true. with them. And he, he's that's keeping, true. he keeps the feasts. And so, yeah, I just think it's, it's a sort of a, an arrogant assumption on the part of the World Mission Society Church of God to say that they alone are keeping these feasts. But but before we get, I, I feel like this is deviating a lot from the question I just asked. Sure, I, sure, I, sure, I've been sure. dying to ask this because I'm, <laughs> I'm, you said that yes to my question, that yes, in the book of Acts, the you see the apostles preaching the full and complete message of the gospel. And then I say, but they never mentioned Passover. And your response to that was to say, well, they didn't record everything that they said, which, oh. which granted, I agree with you, oh. but I think it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, I, I would say a strange thing to argue that one of the details they decided wasn't important enough to include in that record was their mentioning of Passover as the ultimate way to be drinking and drinking and eating Christ's uh, flesh and blood that that was one of the details that they decided, hey, you know what? You know, this is kind of just extra. You know, you you cut out the extra stuff that isn't really central to telling the story. You don't cut out what you guys say is actually the core of the gospel. And so I just feel like that's not really, in my opinion, that that's not really a great response to that. And I would uh, still feel like the question of why didn't they preach Passover? Why don't you see them mentioning it is a very valid question. Yeah, when I see some, I guess, you know, you see it your way, I see it a specific way. But from what I've come to understand through many studies and studying on my own, is that there's only one way to have Christ's blood. We see it all throughout the Old and New Testament. Let's look at Revelation even, Revelation 1, where it says... Okay, but before we move on... Before we move on from there, are we are are you ending that question about Passover by just saying we just see it differently? I just want to no, clarify that I, that's I think, the response I, to that question. I, I I I'm waiting for my tablet to load up. Um, okay, kind of my verses, but I mean, after you see these verses, Jordan, I'm I'm pretty sure you would 
be like, okay, you you would look at this a little differently. Because are it, they it versus are they verses from the Book of Acts or are they uh, both just, verses from elsewhere? All, all throughout because the I'm very pretty laser focused on the Book of Acts right now. I feel like that that book okay. alone deserves an explanation because this is this is again this is the only record we have. The apostles. I just read in in Acts two where Jesus said he commissioned the disciples to go out and preach, be his witnesses. And then the book of Acts is literally the record of us seeing what that witness was. What were they communicating to people? What were they saying to people about what Jesus had taught them? So to me, the fact that they never mentioned Passover, it deserves an explanation. And it deserves an explanation, I think, that should be able to adequately deal with, you know, the book of Acts as a whole and not have to jump to, you know, vague passages throughout the rest of the Bible. Um, but Go ahead. If you have verses that you feel like help clarify that, um, you can go, go ahead. And and also, we accept the answer, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. that that's a respectful and, and honorable way to – I mean, that, if you just want to say, I don't know, that's fine. Um, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just I, one I, of the I biggest questions. Not, that's one of the biggest questions in my mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just pretty obvious to me. Um, because there's prophecies that allude to the salvation work that's going to happen in the new covenant. Um, I understand that you're focused on Acts, and that's fine. Like, um, we really see how the disciples went out and preached. But, you know, in the old covenant, it points to prophecies on how we're si the salvation work goes through a specific avenue, I suppose. To say it's faith or belief or loving Christ, how that that's very vague, right? It's like um, I don't think it's vague. I think it's really clear. Uh, okay, you, you think it's clear, but can a murderer say, "Oh, oh, because I love Jesus, I'm gonna be saved"? Thief on the cross. No, I mean, okay, so I'm speaking about not Jesus coming to him and being saying, hey, you, you're going to receive paradise today. I'm talking to somebody that, you know, I, I, I hate to use this example, but uh -huh. um, if somebody commits uh, murder in a public setting, right? Yeah. And they really love God, they're in jail, and they're studying the Bible, and they come to love, they say they love Jesus with their lips, you think that person is a true Christian? You think that person is biblically having a uh, true faith? That person has uh, authentic love for Christ? Oh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. You know yeah, I, mean? I think that's an, yeah, but I think that's assuming a lot about what I mean by faith. Um, and I certainly don't mean like like uh, you you go around and just do whatever you want and slaughter people and torture people, but just say, hey, I believe in Jesus. And then you go on with your life. You know, that's not, that's not my definition of faith. And that's certainly not the Bible's definition of faith. Um, believing is trusting in something. And if you trust in something, it's going to result in some sort of uh, response. I mean, it just goes back to what Paul said, faith. The only thing that counts is faith working, it's working itself out through an expression of love. And so I think true faith will result in true love. So, so yeah, I'm not saying just just a, a like an intellectual assent that leads a person to continue doing whatever they want. I'm talking about a okay. faith 
that truly embraces like Jesus and his truth in such a way that it results in them loving other people. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, some way I, I, I see how you're seeing it because that's the type of faith I used to have until I, um, come to, until I came to the church of God. But actually one of my favorite verses, Jordan, um, to really prove our faith is in Romans. Uh, when we look at Romans four, verse 11 concerning Abraham. And, uh, I really want to go to this because, um, we spoke about Abraham earlier. It's Romans four, verse 11. So uh -huh. in the NLT, it says circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God already accepted him and declared to, and declared him to be righteous even before he was yep. circumcised. Right. So the circumcision was a sign of his faith. So in the same way as not keeping a, the Sabbath, a sign of faith, keeping the feast, a sign of faith, okay. praying, hold, hold. praying, a sign yeah. of faith. Praying? I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Okay. But listen, listen, sure. here's the problem with what you just said is you actually, what you just argued for proves my point. The case you just <laughs> okay. made proves my point. And here's why, okay. because, because Romans four, nine, this circumcision, he says, was a, uh, it says verse 11, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he already had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So at what, okay. at what point was Abraham counted righteous? Was it, was it immediately after he believed or was it after he believed and then he got circumcised and he kept Passover, kept Sabbath and did all these things? At what point did God look at Abraham and say, Abraham, I accept you. You are righteous. You're forgiven of your sins. At what point did that happen? Was it before or after he was circumcised? It was before. Before. Okay. So at okay. what point does God look at us and say, we're righteous and forgiven of sins? Is it when we believe in God or is it when we believe and then keep the Sabbath and then keep Passover and then do all the rest? Is it before or after? I'll answer like or this. Not. So, you know, it's I'll answer like this. I'm going to answer that. But okay. it's funny that circumcision is used here. And in the New Testament, uh, circumcision in the Old Testament actually refers to baptism. So if I see in the um, Bible before being baptized, oh, I was a sinner in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, I was an angel. Oh, I came here because of my sin. Oh, I'm saved through the new covenant Passover. Am I baptized yet or not? I I'm not baptized yet, but I believe that. I believe that. So I'm going to be baptized. That that's a sign of my faith. I, I in the same way, you know, circumcision was a sign. Baptism is a sign of my faith. You know, I got okay. baptized because I believe Christ on Song Hong is the second coming Christ. So right. in turn, I got baptized because I right. have faith in that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand that. And Kelsey, sorry, I'm mm -hmm. going to, I want to let you jump mm -hmm. in here in a minute. I just want to mm -hmm. clarify this because, okay, so mm -hmm. I'm not f fully understanding your answer to my question. So again, my question okay. is, okay. Okay. I said, we talked about Abraham, who you agreed sure. was like, God looked at Abraham 
right after his faith. All Abraham did was believe. And God said, Abraham, you are forgiven. You are counted righteous, which is a simple way of saying you are saved. You're going to have whatever you want to put on that. You're you're mm. good with God. Okay. So after okay. faith, that's that's all it took. So now what I'm asking you is now us, you know, coming after Abraham for us today, at what point does God look at us and say, you are my child. Like I, I forgive you. I love you. I accept you. You are righteous before me. You are saved. Whatever, whatever description you want to put on it. Is it after we believe in God or is it after we believe and keep Sabbath and keep Passover and all the rest? At, at what point does God say what he said about Abraham, that he counted him as righteous? At what point does God count us as righteous? I want to be careful with how I answer that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it. I don't want to say I don't know, and I'm not going to say that, but I just want to be careful for my other brothers and sisters around the world who may be listening to this. Yeah, yeah take your time. Um, mm -hmm. See, now we're talking about faith and righteousness. Like, I like to look at the definitions of words, even though – um, we may know what faith is on surface. It's like, okay, let, let's let's point to what the true definition is. And I was able to pull it up. Okay, so faith means complete trust or confidence in someone or something. That's the first definition: complete trust mm -hmm. or confidence in someone. The second is strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion. So that's what faith is. So I believe I have faith, complete trust in someone. I believe Father Song Hong was the one who came back and restored the new covenant. That, that's me it. showing my faith. And, and in the doctrines, I believe in the doctrines, in order to be saved, have a sign. God said in Exodus 34, the Sabbath is a sign between me and you. Jesus said in Matthew 24, I know we're going to jump to Sabbath and Passover. Maybe we're kind of mixing everything. Well, up, I want to, I want to get on. I mean, when, when you're, when you're done, I want to get on to the part about Unsung Home, um, establishing the Passover. I want to get back onto that subject before we okay. move on to Sabbath, yeah. but I'll let you continue. For sure. Yeah. Finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically though, um, you know, strong belief in God or in the doctrines, I believe that, Baptism is the spiritual circumcision. I believe. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But if you agree with that, because you saw it through the scripture, Jordan, why, why wouldn't you also believe that when Jesus says, um, when you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you remain in him and he in you, you, you you're baptized because of what you saw through the Bible. And what you can understand. So that's where my confusion is. Like, why not with the Passover, Jordan? Um, when Jesus okay. says, eat my so, flesh and drink my yeah. Well, well, I I'm sorry. Yeah. If I could ask, I, I guess if I could ask mm -hmm. like this, Jordan, how else can you eat his flesh and drink his blood if it's not through the Passover? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So let, so that, that would take us to John 6. So before we do that, I just want to clarify because it still feels like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not just trying to like, no worries. 
obsess over this, but it's, it is these questions. Yeah, it's these questions that have uh, um, really caught my attention, I guess you could say, over the past couple of years. Okay. One would be that question sure. about Passover in the book of Acts, which I feel like I've, I've still yet to hear a legitimate answer from a WMSCOG member. Um, and so the, the other one is this question that is at what point, at what point does God look at a person and say, you are counted righteous, you are forgiven of your sins. And so it's, um, yeah, I, I guess I'm still, uh, if, again, if you want to just say, I don't know okay. to that, that's, that's fair, but I just think these are very significant questions. And so I'm just wondering what yeah because i mean that's that's kind of the ultimate okay. question isn't it at what point do i can i know that god counts me as righteous and so um well, i'm just wondering two. according to the church of god doctrine like at what point would you see that taking place for a person okay so i'll answer about the gospel in acts like the true gospel and uh, well we can stay on what... this one sorry i wasn't trying to take us back there okay. i was just Okay. If you want to okay. stay on this one, that might that might keep it a little bit more orderly. We can go back to that sure. another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. Okay. So, what counts a person a person as righteous in God's sight? I mean, I was able to write that down, so I can answer that. But um, Kelsey, I don't know if you have something that you wanted to say. I don't want it to be like how you and Edgar, you were trying to get a point in, and then an hour later, you were finally able to talk. So, I mean. <laughs> You know. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, something I you appreciate say? that. I appreciate that, but no, I'm I'm good to continue on okay. to, uh, on uh, Jordan's uh, question. I can yeah I can yeah yeah for that though. Yeah 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 yeah. So okay, so you guys, when we just look at the words of Jesus, right? The words of God. He says that <clears throat> when you eat his flesh or you drink his blood, you have eternal life. I mean, it's so simple. Like, I, I think it's so simple. So Jesus gives one um, a, a sure statement on how you can receive eternal life. It's drawing the line mm -hmm. in the sand. If you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you have eternal life. It's like, oh, why go on past that? But we will. We, I, I, we still will anyway. No, I don't want to go so, past that. I completely agree with that statement. Yeah. So... He says at the Passover table, this bread is his body, or in other words, his flesh. This wine is his blood. It's uh, the new covenant between God and his people for the forgiveness of sins. So eternal life, forgiveness of sins, is a tie to his body and blood. That's a must. I understand we want to, you know go in the book of Acts and see where the Passover, the word Passover is used by the disciples. But, you know, that, that's the core right there. First Peter chapter one, verse eight and nine. The reason why one is a Christian, a, a true Christian lives for the kingdom of heaven to receive eternal life. That's the purpose. That, that's the purpose in studying the scripture. So it's like a. It's like, you know, guys, like, come on now. He said, "Eat his flesh and drink his blood." What else can that mean? Um, so, okay, you asked so, me, so, okay. how can one be counted as righteous? How, how can be one counted as righteous in God's sight? You need to eat his flesh, well, drink not, his blood, yeah. love the Lord your God with all okay. your soul and mind. 
Okay, so my question wasn't so much how, which I think it still applies. My question is, at what point does God look at a person and count them as righteous? So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm understanding from you, though, with what you just said, is that the moment in time when God would look at a person and say, you are righteous, you are forgiven of sins, would be after they have eaten Christ's flesh and drink drank his blood, which in your mind means after a person has kept Passover, that is when... God would look at them and count them as righteous in the way that he counted Abraham as righteous. Does that make sense? Um, is that what you're saying? I, I, I understand why um, you would um, kind of come at it from that angle, but God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Um, you know, um, I'm just going to uh, not say like that. Oh, keep the Passover. And that's how you're counted righteous in God's sight. Like, so I don't necessarily no. need to keep the Passover. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that there, there's going to be ones who never had an opportunity to hear about the Passover. Um, souls that lived that didn't hear about, you know, the feast of God. But for the ones who did, right, what does Paul say in Hebrews? Um, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebuilt. So if you get a chance to hear the new covenant, hear the gospel preached to you, um, don't harden your heart. Okay. That's what the Bible okay, so, says. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to say this last thing, and then we can move on to, to John 6. Um, and this would be interesting for Kelsey to talk about, because I know we had sort of a, a pretty okay. fun moment like a year or two ago, Kelsey, on a video actually where, we were studying John six and you kind of had like yeah. an aha moment. So I'll let you talk about that. But, but I just want to, again, the reason I'm, I'm emphasizing this and I know even those of you watching might have no idea why I'm like harping on this, this thing, but this, this is the ultimate question. You know, if, if sure. we're trying to figure out salvation and sure. stuff like that, then, then at, to be able to answer the question, at what point does God look at me and say, you're forgiven? You know, that seems to be the sure. question every, every, you know, Christian based religion and or denomination and group and uh, uh, is trying to figure out. And so, so you see God looking at Abraham and saying, because Abraham believed on the simple basis that Abraham believed, it says Abraham was counted as righteous. In other words, he was forgiven. He was saved. He was going to heaven, whatever you want to, description this was before the old covenant okay 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 so so that's a great point so what you're saying though then is that what's happened though is jesus came died on the cross went through all he he went through did did this work god came down to earth as a man and the and what that accomplished was that basically it made getting saved even more difficult like it just added more steps no. to god being no. okay with this well yeah literally no. it does mm -mm. No. Can you explain Abraham how? Because Abraham, yeah. Abraham believed and was he was fine. Got he was fine with God. Now that doesn't mean Abraham went off and did whatever he wanted. Obviously, that resulted in Abraham being a man of faith. But it was that initial yeah. faith that that brought that relationship into being, you know, mended or reconciled. And you're saying yeah. for us though, we have to not only believe, but we have to do all these other steps. So really, yeah. Jesus. What he accomplished made it more difficult for us. Not at all. So when you even look at um, Abraham, so he tied to Melchizedek, 
that's an action. He gave a tithe to Melchizedek, who is a priest of God, priest of God Most High. That's an action. One tithe. Boom. Um, Did that action cause him to be counted as righteous, though? We we don't see it like that, but his action is recorded as a great example. Why you know? Yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing that Abraham didn't do actions though. I think you're missing my point. I Abraham did actions. I I I in fact just said that. The point is, was it his actions that counted him as righteous? Go ahead. So his, I see what you're saying, Jordan. His faith was tied to his actions. His faith and his actions go hand in hand. This is why James said. That you know, um, what did James say, you guys? In James two verse two, um, faith without works James. is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like faith and works go hand in hand. So in turn, we see Abraham's works, like his tithing, him being circumcised, him following God. Who? How many yep. people do you guys know today would just pick up their stuff from their hometown? I'm in my hometown right now. Um, even though I came back from college uh, pretty recently, how many people you know would just pick up their stuff and go to a place that um, you know they have no clue where they're going? That's what Abraham did. He just obeyed God. How many people you know would be like? So, you know, so for the sake you know of I mean? for the sake of, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify again. Like I have no problem mm-hmm. with uh, completely one hundred percent agreeing with you about this, and I think again you're missing okay. my point. Abraham did good works. <laughs> obviously, okay. obviously. Well, no, because listen, I, I agree with you. <laughs> right. This goes back mm-hmm. to what I said earlier, that a true faith will result in action. That's no question. Sure. I'm not dis- I'm not arguing that. I'm not trying to argue that Abraham okay. believed, and so that, that meant he could just go out and do whatever and never keep the commands of God. That's not my point. Okay. My point is, okay. at what point is somebody counted righteous? At what point was Abraham counted righteous? At what point mm, are we? Is okay. it? Is it? Is it after the faith or is it after we, we have faith and then we do a bunch of things, have a bunch of actions, yeah. and then God counts us righteous? That's my question. Gotcha. And, and I don't gotcha. let's I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you if you want to respond to that, you can, but I, I I know we're spending a lot of time on this, so I I would be great with just moving on to John six. Uh, sure. To to, to clarify just that. answer that for sure, Jordan. Sure, sure. So to just answer that, um, really concise uh, Ephesians 1 verse 4 that's how I'd answer that regarding okay when did God count Abraham as a uh, child of God one who is going to be saved you know can you read Ephesians 1 1, 4 yeah 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 it says even before he made the world God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes so I would simply say, uh, before the world. Before the world, Abraham, we were counted like we were forgiven before the world began. Forgiven um, of sins, God chose righteous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, God chose the one to it to be saved, but before the world. Um, I don't have that exact verse on me as my tablet is. Okay. Um, acting silly, but. Um, so yeah, you think God has, for the most part. So you would you believe then that God has determined that certain people will ultimately be saved, and He's also determined before anybody was even born that certain people will just go to hell, and they don't really have any other option. Well, it says before He made the world, God chose us. So you know, uh, that's the words of God. That's the words of 
Apostle Paul recorded. Yeah. As far as I have God, some, so. I have some videos explaining that. I think it. Okay. It's not saying that, but but okay, that's 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 fair enough. Let's <laughs> move on. on I, I want I want to give students. Kelsey yeah well, I, I want to give Kelsey a chance to. I want to say one sure. thing real quick though is because I mean I know the verse says that, but also I mean the whole book of Galatians, uh, Paul is really nailing it down that we are you know we're not having to follow any kind of law that you know we are saved you know we are saved by our belief in Christ right. So, I mean, when we look at, like, just the whole, I mean, when we look at other things that Paul, written, Paul has written, right, including um, Romans, right, Romans 4, when he talks about, you know, Abraham, he was credited as having righteousness before he did anything, right? Thanks, Heather. Just for belief. Was that, sorry? Oh, I just thanked Heather for the super chat. Oh, no, yeah, you're, get, you're Romans, good. Sorry. Right? So also by Apostle Paul. So when you see other things that are written by Apostle Paul and he's, you know, continuously saying that we don't have to do X, Y, Z to be credited with righteousness or to receive salvation, that it comes down to faith. Right. It's, you know, cool. it's, it's, uh, that, that should also be considered. So I don't, I mean, we can, we can, move oh, on yeah. I just wanted to just say that one small little piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and Peter also says, though, in Second Peter chapter 3, uh, 15 through 16, that um, what Paul Paul wrote with the wisdom of God, but verse 16 says, some of his sorry, comments... Sorry, what was the verse? Yeah, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 16. Okay, thank you. So it says, some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of the scripture. And this will result in their destruction. So this is probably one of the first verses I should have quoted. Not because, um, you know, of course, Apostle Ouch. Paul was right. <laughs> right, George? Um, But man, you know, this is what Peter recorded. Peter walked with God. Peter walked with Christ. He said that People are going to distort Paul's scriptures. Um, why? Why Paul okay. of all people? Right? Are, are you suggesting you know? that we are the ones distorting Paul's scriptures? Oh, oh no! I'm just you know, I'm just you know. That's what the Bible says. So, so can I? Yes. Hey, I might so, quote well, I just, next verse. I just quoted him. I just, I just want to point something out though. An observation okay. from this conversation, though, that, that I, I would ask the, the audience who's currently <laughs> watching live and those who are going to watch this video after to honestly answer to yourself. OK, so I what I'm seeing in this conversation is we're, we're asking pretty pointed questions, simple questions. Kelsey just took a verse again from Romans four, where it talks about Abraham mm -hmm. being credited as righteous. And now she's referencing other passages, you know, where where faith being saved by faith is clearly references by the same author and rather than taking those verses and explaining them saying okay well here's what that verse means here's why he said that you're just kind of making this broad brush statement saying hey well people are going to distort paul's words it, no, it's hard to understand that's that. not what he really meant i mean that's that. what i'm getting I'm I'm, but I'm you kind of were correct, right i'm bringing up the correct definition of faith like, what does faith mean? This is why I went to the dictionary. Because no, I don't think we have a disagreement about the definition of faith, though. I I've agreed with your definition of faith <laughs> okay. that it involves okay. works. I agree with that. Sure. 
what I think we're just not getting with all the questions is, is a clear explanation of why, why does the Bible very clearly say that a person is justified or counted righteous before God at the point of believing? Not, not after, not before, not after doing things. Why is it that that's so explicitly stated in Romans 4 that we just read? And we, I could point to so many other passages, John 6, 35, uh, that I hope we go to in a minute that all say the same thing. So I, I feel like we're asking that question for clarification. And I don't, I don't sense that we're getting really a response to that. And again, it's okay if you want to just like say that you don't know, if you want to go away and look into that more, that's totally fine. Um, um, I would just, I would prefer an answer over <laughs> that, like that over just sort of like dodging the question. And that feels, it feels well, a little bit like dodging the question I, at this point. I, I, see, I, I, that's what I don't get to. I provided a question um, or excuse me, a question, an answer in a couple of different ways. But you guys consider it dodging. No, it's just the question you guys don't like. I said it's before the we world was the created. We asked the question. I, I said it's before the world was created. And okay, quoting yeah. Ephesians 1 verse 4. Okay. I mean, what so, else so, do you want me to say past I'm that? I'm just bringing right? up that in, by the same author, he has also said, what he has said in Romans, what he has said in Galatians. That's what I'm bringing up. This, just as you mentioned what Paul said in one book, I mentioned what Paul said in two other books. Okay. And if we take it like that, where we just say with our lips, oh, we have faith. And, um, you know, we have a deep, devoted faith in Christ. But James goes and says, oh, uh, works without faith, uh, faith without works is dead. Then that almost looks like two different um, teachings, two contrary teachings. This right. is why I pulled up the definition of faith, because w there's no contradictions in the Bible. Paul and James are on the same page. We just have to figure out what this means in this correct context. Because because be honest, if you take one verse, at James, faith without works, right? And then Paul, it's, it's all about faith. That almost sounds like two different teachings. But it's but not. Actually, <laughs> we just have Paul, to figure out the context. Apostle Paul, he said what faith was, though. Because when you see Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now mm -hmm. faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain right. of what we do not see. And he did not say faith is, you know, you do X, Y, Z, or you believe and then do X, yeah. Y, Z. He's saying it's... I'm so happy you quoted that. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11, but I, yeah. 1. Yeah, and I would say again, like I'm not, I'm, I would still try to, I want to emphasize again, like I'm not, I'm not debating with you or arguing with you about the connection between true faith and, and that verse in James. And again, I would, I would say, yes, I agree with you that, that biblically a real true faith results in works. Um, okay. my, that again, that's not the argument here. Um, and right. so I'm trying to avoid us continuing to go back to that because I'm not debating. Okay. I'm not in disagreement about that. I agree that true faith results in um, keeping the commands of God, if we want to word it that way. Hmm. The disagreement is about what the commands, there's two disagreements. So I think one is what are the commands? Two is at what point is a person justified? Is it when they've justified or being forget? at what point is a person forgiven of sins, according to the Bible? Is okay. it 
at the point of faith or is it at the point of faith and then there's proceeding actions that follow and then after those actions then god counts a person as righteous that's that's all i'm trying to nail that and so you said well, it's before at the, the point foundation of, faith. of the world it's it's, it's at, at the, the point, point of okay. faith if, if you would say like that is it faith and then proceeding actions or is it faith i'm gonna say it's faith okay it's faith. Okay, that's good. That's helpful. So that that would mean then that that Passover isn't required for forgiveness of sins. No, 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 no. That is no, no, no. Well, let me word it that way. It's not by it's not by keeping Passover that God says you're forgiven of sins. So, so that's not what you're saying. Okay, so I'm so happy Kelsey brought up Hebrews 11 because we see all these great acts of those who had faith. I understand you believe that works coincide with faith by now, but okay. Abel had faith at what um, today, but what did he do the next day and the next day and the next day? Moses had faith at one part, but what did he do after that? And after that, and after that to prove his faith. Yep. So did Abraham. What I'm did he do with that? But right. at what point was so, Abel yeah. forgiven of sins? At what point was he counted righteous when in the had, sight of God? Yeah, when he had faith. Oh, yeah. So at what point am I counted righteous? Is it now that I've believed, when a person believes, or is it when they believe and then keep the Passover? Is it after they keep the Passover that they're forgiven of sins, or is it before? Mark 16, 15 through 16, Jesus said, believe and be baptized to be saved. So it's after. So you're saying so, it's after they keep the Passover. Oh, Oh, I'm just quoting Jesus. Believe and be baptized. Okay, that's baptism. Believe, that's not being saved. Yeah. Or that's not Passover. You have the bread and wine during the baptism, but um Okay, I don't so know you're what you're saying that, Kelsey. So you're saying then that it's after the actions that a person is counted righteous or forgiven of sins. It's after it's not just after the faith, but it's after the faith works itself out into Ooh. actions like baptism and Passover, and then man. they're forgiven of sins. <laughs> ah, Jordan, I just don't want to add to the scripture, man. It's like uh, Jesus said, believe and be baptized to be saved. We're just trying to gather. I just don't want to add. We're just trying to ask like, what, what, you, what you say it is. Like, yeah. I mean, we know what the Bible is. You don't have is. to be. You don't have to add to the Bible. Like, we just want to know what <laughs> yeah. your opinion is. And you're not representing the WMSCOG. Yeah, we yeah, understand already, that. Yeah, we understand that, that you're your own man. We just want to know how you, yeah, because. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost him. We just lost him. <laughs> it could be. He might have accidentally pushed these guys. We, we've, we're having that. So. Yeah. I, wanna, I, I don't want to assume he just dropped for to drop. So. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think he'll be back in a minute. Um. Yeah, I, I am sorry if it feels like I'm just harping on this over and over. That's not my, I, I just oh. trying to understand. Yeah, you no, you're good. That. Yeah. Okay, go Maybe ahead. Maybe on part two, we can revisit this. Uh, we, I think we should move that's on fine. to John 6. Yeah, I think, we yeah, I think so, one. Kelsey. We nailed this one I think so. Far. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Let's go to John 6 because your, your point which I think is a valid point, uh, star power that you're emphasizing the fact that, that, you know, in John six, it talks about how we have to eat Jesus's flesh and drink his blood. So I think you're right to emphasize that because that's pretty clear. 
So I get, I think again here, the disagreement is going to be on what is it? We are not disagreeing that the Bible says that one must eat Jesus's flesh and drink his blood. We're not disagreeing on it. The disagreement is what does it mean? What, what did he mean by that? And so Kelsey, if you want to, so let me, I'm going to, I'm going to start timing here just to make sure we're not, because I, I feel like probably me and star power were going over, (laughs) over our time. Right. Uh, so that's on both of us, mostly me. Yeah. So now Kelsey, you're going to have, you're going to, yeah. So, so star power, the purpose of this, I want to give this to Kelsey for a few minutes, just to sort of explain how we would interpret John six. Um, so take it away. Go ahead. I'm all ears. Okay, cool. So, I mean, I, I know John six, 53 through 54. I mean, you can probably quote it without even looking at it. Right. Um, I just kind of want to just reiterate it just for those who are, are watching. It says, John chapter 6, verse 53, it says, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Right? So it says, I mean, obviously it says, unless we eat Jesus' flesh and drink his blood, we, we have no life. Right? But if we do eat it and drink it, we can have salvation. Right? But when you see, like, um, when you see like the verses before, right, we can understand the context in which it's written. Because when you see from verse 35, it says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. So Jesus, like he outlines, right, that if we go to him, we will never be hungry because we will have what? Eaten, right? And then he who believes in me will never be thirsty. So if we believe in Jesus, we're never going to be thirsty because we're what? Drinking from him, right? So within this context, Jesus says very specifically how we can eat his flesh and drink his blood is by going to him and believing in him. He never, in all of John 6, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, it does mention, it, it says verse 4, the Passover was near. But in John chapter 6, you know, from like 25 where it starts talking about Jesus being the bread of life all the way until mm-hmm. 71. It never mentions the Passover, right? It doesn't explain Jesus is keeping the Passover with his disciples, right? So actually, even even so, because when you see John chapter 13, which is the, the foot washing, right? It, that's saying that that is being done right before the Passover. So we know here they're not keeping the Passover. So Jesus, he doesn't mention anything about the passover he doesn't say it's whoever you know keeps the passover he will will have eternal life and i'll raise him up at the last day it says whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood and then he teaches us in the, us in this context that we can do so um by by going to him and believing in him but also in verse 60 it says on hearing it many of his disciples said this is a hard teaching who can accept it Aware, aware that his disciples are grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you son of man, sorry, what if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before? Verse 63, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Verse 64, yet there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. Verse 65, he went on, he went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father has enabled him. And then verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So here it says in verse 64, 
some uh, some of you do not believe, right? And then he says, verse 65, this is why I told you that no one will, no one can come to me. Because what was he talking about before in verse 35? That those who come to him will never go hungry and those who believe in him will never be thirsty. But because they didn't go to Jesus or believe in him, right? That's why it says, um, verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So within this context, it does not mention about the Passover. So okay. wait, before before I give up my time, let me make sure <laughs> okay. I covered everything I want to cover. You have a minute left, so Okay, good. 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 <laughs> Hang on, guys. And then, and then Star Power, I'm going to give you five minutes too, to, res to respond to that. And you don't have to take five minutes if you don't want to. But Sounds okay. good. Sounds good. Um, 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 I think I, oh, here we go. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. So here, one last point I want to make is, is verse 64. It says, yet there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus to know from the beginning, which of them they did not believe and would betray him. So here Jesus is, you know, actually, sorry, not 64, verse 66. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So he acknowledges that there were disciples who turned away and didn't follow him. But it wasn't because they didn't keep the Passover that he said they turned away from him. But it was because they didn't believe and they didn't go to him. Right? Because now, like, if, if I say I'm not going to keep the Passover, the WMS says, oh, you're turning away from God. Right? But that's not what the Bible says. So that's my piece. Wow, you are perfectly on time. You got two seconds left, cool. so there you go. <laughs> okay. All right, Star Power. Oh, you that was impressive. Away. Okay. So, you know, I understand, Kelsey, why <clears throat> you may be alluding to those points um, concerning belief. And uh, verse 35, whoever believes in me. But, um, you know, it's like, what are we to believe? You know? Do we just believe that, okay, uh, Jesus is the son of God with our lips? Is that it? You know, because before this, Jesus had just split up two loaves of bread and fed, what, 5,000 people? Yeah, 5,000. Two, two, um, two scallops, right? And uh, fed 5,000 people. So, you know, they're so, Jesus has this whole cloud of people around him, all these people with him because he just saw these miracles. But when Jesus begins to preach, so they just saw these great miracles, Jesus did. But when he starts to preach about how he's the bread, how his blood, all of a sudden they start to turn away. Hmm, does this sound familiar to what's happening today? Don't people in the in these la this is a rhetorical question, but from the things I see on YouTube and the people I talk with, they want to see miracles. They love miracles. They want to see, um, you know, uh, uh, things coming down from heaven, like fire come. You know, just the people love to see miracles. But when Jesus starts to preach the word, though, that's when they start to turn away. This is why the uh, the people that were following with him were saying this is a hard teaching, because who can just believe that 
oh, we eat his flesh and drink his blood for eternal life. Could you imagine the people that were there when he was starting to preach, like when he said this? Like, wow, eternal life, we just need to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Like, how do we do this? Like, they didn't know. They weren't at the Passover table with Jesus when he said, this bread is my body, this one is my blood. So they had a hard time grasping this. But Peter was able to believe because in verse 69, we see, or uh, yeah, verse 68, you have the words that give eternal life. So it's Jesus's word that gives eternal life. He said, eat my flesh, drink my blood for eternal life. And, and here, here's the thing too. I don't know why I didn't point this out at first, but Jesus goes on to say his flesh is real food. His blood is real drink. I mean, you know, what, what points do I really need to make after that? Jesus gives us the clarification. It's going to be actual bread and it's going to be actual uh, wine, an actual drink. Um, and then also, he, before this, he said there's... there's he, he, he said that there. I'm about to be done. He said that this is. He said that there's a bread that spoils. I can't uh, find that verse right now, but he he was calling bread like you know this food that spoils. But it was only at the Passover where he said this bread is my body and this wine is my blood. I mean, I'm talking more than I need to. I I don't know how much more obvious it could be to be honest with y'all. Like. It was only at the Passover table where he called the bread and wine his body and blood. Um, it wasn't multiple instances. And again, I'll just add this last part. Jesus spoke got in parables. Seconds. Got it, got it, got it. So Jesus spoke in parables for the outsiders. So, so the outsiders wouldn't know. So yeah, we don't really see Jesus saying here, oh, keep the Passover and you'll have eternal life. But again, Jesus was speaking in parables from the very beginning, from the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, good and evil, all the way till he comes back at his second coming. Is this a parable? The new covenant. Is John chapter six a parable? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say yes or no, but it's symbolic. He's the bread of life. So what is this bread of life? It's the Passover bread and the Passover wine that gives us eternal life. Boom. So was the Passover was the Passover meal where they he actually gave the bread and wine? Was that symbolic, or was that all literal? All of a sudden, I see what you guys try. To, I see what you guys do. Like you guys uh, try to, you know, well, it's just a question um, because it's like. Um, Obviously, we can't go back 2,000 years ago in a time machine and sit at that table. We, there's a certain annual event that is kept so that we can have his body and blood. It is only through the Passover. And if it's not, why are these things recorded? Well, I would why say if, it's, if, it, if it is, then why isn't, aren't these things recorded? Because, I mean, you're using this <laughs> logic that why are these things recorded 
that obviously proves the Passover, but we've been asking why, why is it not recorded? Like in the book of Acts, for instance, if, if what you're saying is true, if your way of interpreting John six is true, you would think that the apostles would have mentioned this at some point. You would think that this would have been something that they would have made sure to make clear that, Hey guys, listen, you need to believe, but the way you ultimately carry out that faith is through keeping Passover. You don't see that mentioned in the epistles or in the book of Acts. So, and and he spent Kelsey, you, you had a question. I want you to not go ahead. Just, just real quick. Also, Sorry. I mean, not only did they not say that, but they, what they did say was consistent all throughout was that you have to believe in Jesus. You have to have faith in Jesus all, all throughout. Right. So not only did they not say Passover, they said something else. You know, when Jesus was asked, mm -hmm. sir, like even here, even here, verse 28, um, right. John chapter six, verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Right. And then verse 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this to believe in the one he sent. Right. He, he wouldn't you think to this believe. would have been a good opportunity for him to say you should keep the Passover. That's what God requires. But he didn't. He said, believe. So, yeah, Jesus spoke out. in parables. Yeah, Jesus so, spoke in parables. But then my question again is this. Is if he spoke in parables and this is referring to a parable, right, then that would mean you're talking John 6 is a parable. Is that true? Well, you mentioned before uh, that you uh, didn't uh, want to uh, say yes or no. Yeah, I, I'm right. saying in general. So is this a parable? I, I'm, That's the question. I, I, I'm, I'm saying in, in general, yeah, he would speak in parables. Even in John 16, we see that. When his uh, disciples were like, at last, you're speaking literally. Because for a lot of the time, Jesus was speaking in parables. And jo John 16 confirms that. But is that in you know, It's a prophecy for sure, though. I can definitely tell you it's a prophecy. In Zechariah 9, verse 11, the covenant God makes is sealed with blood. Exodus 24, 8. The uh, blood confirms the covenant. Romans five verses eight through nine. No, we're I made don't right agree with that. Blood. But I'm talking blood. about John blood. six. I'm talking about John. The context of John six. I know there's other verses in the Bible saying covenants. You know, like like what you just mentioned, right? Those are. I know those are verses. But I'm talking about John six. He doesn't say that the only way to do this is through the Passover. He instead okay. says is by believing in Him and See? knowing Him. Yeah, but this is why it's so important to study the whole Bible, though, because Isaiah 34, 16, and I got this from you, Kelsey, like I didn't, uh, I never heard of this verse until you said it in one video, but Isaiah 34, 16, every verse has its mate. So you need to study the Bible in order to be able to understand specific points. So, so you yeah. never heard Isaiah mm -hmm. 34, 16, or what was it, 34, 6 or 16? Well, well. The one about the, the meat and verse, right? So I just want to ask real quick, mm -hmm. because um, mm -hmm. that's actually pretty shocking to me. So I just want to ask real quick for the people who are in the mm -hmm. chat, um, who are, for, or who, you know, who are current members, former members, can you guys, can you guys let me know if you guys ever heard about that? Because I wonder if that's oh, been I mean, uh, updated. I mean, you know, no, 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 no. You, you ain't got to do all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just, just, I'm genuinely curious because uh, I, no, I heard that all. But, because, no, I, I, I've heard it. I said you were the first, like, I heard it from you the first time. Maybe not, but that was when oh, it really okay. stuck with me. 
Okay. That was when it really, and then I've heard it a lot ever since. Okay. And again, I, I don't want to reveal when I was baptized too That's much. Totally, totally fine. Yeah. Even though some yeah. on here probably recognize my voice already, but it's okay. Not um, but me. we're not gonna. I don't even know your name. I'm not I, even gonna lie. Oh, I'm Star Power. I think you're. I think I would. I don't. I don't know you by anything. Star else. Power. It's all good. I think by coming on, you're you're displaying like a hundred times more integrity and yeah. uh, and and everything else by being willing to just come on and have a reasonable discussion with us than the members who continue to hide and not be willing to just have a decent conversation. So I commend you for that. And also you're just, you're very respectful. You're not interrupting, which has been a problem in the past with members. So I just, I really appreciate um, your way of handling yourself. Just wanted to say that. I appreciate that. And uh, appreciate the opportunity. And you know, it's tough. I see why brothers and sisters, um, although I'm sure many have been eager to come on here, um, it's a lot of pressure uh, to stand up for the truth. But, um, you know, I know it's the truth. And uh, I'm going to do my best to defend it. I'll just say like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's good. I feel like we're sitting at a round table. And, um you know, it's fun, but I'm going to boast about yeah. my God. Like I said, <laughs> I'm boasting about my God. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, I guess we can kind of finish uh, John well, chapter I, 6. I, one, and move well, on. I wanted mm-hmm, to get to mm-hmm. my one question. Go ahead. Yeah. One question. And one. I'm going to try to start pulling up some of the audience's comments and questions, okay. too, um, at some point. Okay. But go ahead. So I want, you know, I mean, because, again, I, I think the, the the whole topic was, you know, or the the, the the topic that we wanted was on Sang Hong, right? Being second coming. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, so there's, a, there's, there's a lot of questions I have in regards to on Sang Hong, but I think I just want to ask my one question out of all the questions I have is how do we know he was baptized in 1948? Hmm. So, <laughs> so in one of the comments, I wanted to show you, the actual, um, well, I don't want to say actual, like I saw it signed, I was there at the baptism. I don't want to say that, but I did see the proof, the clear visual evidence of when father was baptized in 1948. I did see a paper like that. Can you um, describe it? Uh, you know, if I exit my phone, I'll end up exiting the chat, but... Uh, I'll try to send it to you from my tablet to your email. Okay, um, that works for me. But can you? But in the meantime, can you describe it? Like what was on it? What did it look oh, like? Who oh, baptized, baptized him? Why? Well, yeah, um, but but specifically, what's the date in 1948? He was baptized. That was 1948. But what day? What day? I don't remember those details. Honestly, it's like a year ago when I seen you, it, but it's in my notes somewhere. What church he was baptized? Like the um, church. Oh uh, yeah, Seventh Day Adventist, right? But no, no. What's the name of the Seventh Day Adventist Church? Because Seventh Day Adventist Church, they don't go by Seventh Day Adventist. They have individual names. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure, but I know that's Heavenly Father, and I know he's baptized in 1948. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but I know that's the... Father on Song Hong. So I have, I have actually a question, I, I, you know, still piggybacking off of this. I, okay. I was, you know, I was in the church for 10 years from 2007 right. to 2017. And my entire time there, 
Um, and I and I have sat through multiple educations uh, or education sessions. I've sat through um, at least two big seminars going over um, the examining site and whatnot. Mm. I have never seen in those 10 years, I never saw mm. a, a baptism certificate. And actually when I left, um, there was a, one of the leaders met with me and I asked her that question. Um, where's the, the, the proof that he was baptized in 1948, like a, like a certificate or something. And I was told by the church that it was destroyed in a fire. But I hear now that they have an actual certificate. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not too sure to, uh, be quite frank with you on who told you that. And that's a lot of, um, uh, you know, that's one thing I wanted to say. I'm not going to mm -hmm. say the name, but I can tell you it's one of the leaders in the Portland church. Okay. Yeah, see, that's what makes it tough, Kelsey, because, you know, when I hear a lot of things about members' experiences and things that have been heard and oh, how if we preach to the homeless and uh, if we kick them out, <laughs> like uh, there's two, I was just using that as an example, like there's there's two sides to everything. It's like, and you as an ex-member, Kelsey, think of it like this. I'm sure we've all had exes before. When have we ever spoke good about an ex? Honestly, I might be the only one. I'm not <laughs> I'm speaking kidding. negative. But, uh, That's the, not a negative statement about the church. I'm asking, so but, I had asked the question, yeah, um, I had asked the question a fire. What, you know, about okay. because because when you think about like burden of proof, right? Like the church claims Ansang Hong was baptized in 1948. You the church can't get mad when somebody asks, okay, can you can you show me proof? I'm right, because the whole I'm foundation of this church is based it. upon that claim. But, it's a very okay. reasonable question. <laughs> yeah, and, and when I had asked, it is a reasonable funny, question. When I had asked yeah. the church that originally. Um, they, they didn't, they, they, they told me that it was destroyed in a fire. They didn't say like, you know, you're focused on the physical or anything like that. They, they said it was destroyed in a fire. And so I asked them, when did that fire happen? Um, where did that fire take place? Um, I said, what was the name of the church that held that record? And they said they would have to get, they would have to get back to me and they never did. And so if they told me that, if the leaders of the Portland church told me it was destroyed in a fire, did they lie to me? No, I'm not going to say that. Like, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's two sides to every story. You know, they may be telling you that, like, uh, it was destroyed in a fire, so now you can't see it. Like, I, I don't really know. But when I do have a question about things like that, like, uh, you know, I haven't seen the actual certificate with my own eyes either. Just like wait, how. Wait, 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 wait. You said. But, you no, no, no. I'm saying with my own eyes in person. Like, you know what I mean? Like the actual and the actual baptism, too. The, you mean I, the original copy? Well, I'm just saying like the certificate in like in general, like, but it makes no difference whether I've seen it or not. But, but he was born. It, have, wait, wait, wait. So, 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 this is different so than what you just said. Have you seen the certificate? So, well, look, Kelsey, this this what I'm trying to say, right? I don't Whether, know what you're I, trying to say. That's why. I'm no, no, I'm, I'm about to explain it. Okay. I'm about to explain it. <laughs> so whether I've seen it or not, 
it doesn't really make a difference to me because of everything else. Yeah, it's very important. It's super important. I understand. But father was born in 1918. I know that for sure. Where was city? He was died. He, what city was he born in? Huh? What city was he born in? Uh, really? <laughs> well, what what's, what, okay, in? okay, let me, not the city. What, what was what, the day in 1918 he was born? Uh, was the day? Yeah, the day. Um, I think, when do we celebrate? Not celebrate, but when do we keep com commemoration day? Um, ch -ch -ch. I think, ah, dang, I don't want to get this wrong. I believe it's January 3rd. That's uh, Father's father's birthday maybe um i'm not sure about that part but but here's the thing kelsey because here's the thing he was born in 1918 he okay. ascended in 1985 Wait, I, we know this ascended? for sure he died he died he's, he's got a grave no no, no. he he's ascended buried. that's god almighty hey Wait, no he, that's he god almighty grave, he, he didn't he didn't ascend he has a grave jesus ascended but you have a strange definition of ascend Okay, he's God, so his spirit never dies. God's spirit never dies. That's like a Muslim type of um, argument where they're like, oh, can God die? No, he ascended. So he ascended back to the kingdom of heaven in, his, in his spirit. God is spirit. God is spirit. Just, just stick with me here. Hey, but can, can, but... I, can I get like a minute? Okay, I'm can, sorry. can I get like a minute to explain myself? Thank you so much. God bless you and thank you so much. Okay, so so 1918, that's when Father was born. 1985, that's when he ascended. Or you wanna say died, okay? I'll say died too, but died in the body, okay? So 1985, We those are two solidified facts. You can't argue that, cannot argue that. No, I agree. Okay, right? The fig tree prophecy, Israel was restored in 1948, okay? Father could have been born in 1919, but there's no prophecy. Then, then that um, then that would be invalid because he would be baptized at the age of 29, which would not um, coincide with the King David prophecy. So he was born in 1918. Israel was restored in 1948. That's 30 years. It could have been any other year, right? Any other time, father could have been born in any other year. 1985, he ascended back to the kingdom of heaven. It could have been 1984. It could have been 1986, but it was 1985. Like, come on, y'all. Like, I understand we're looking for every little detail to confirm Father Anson Hong is God Almighty. We're just looking for like, one. Okay, 1918. Fig tree prophecy, 30 years old. Fig, who, who fig tree taught, prophecy. Who taught, the, who, ta wait, wait, who taught the fig tree prophecy? Who taught it? Yeah. Father also Hong fulfilled what it. Book? I'll tell you that much. What, what, wait, what book? What book did he write the fig I don't, tree I don't know that study, to be honest. I, 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 don't I know actually that study. know what book he wrote about the fig tree. Um, it was Father also Hong? Yes. He wrote about it in You the know what book? book? He wrote the fig tree? No, 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 I'm saying I know what book he wrote about the fig tree in. Okay, okay. It was the original What's that? green book. It was actually a chapter that was removed by the WMS. Okay. 
And he What's actually didn't explain. He explained the fig tree in relation to um, the end of the. Let me see. Actually, let me see. But, I, but the reason why I want to bring this up, because I, I actually have the link for that. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because the the fig tree, it's 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 how it's explained in the WMS is not the way that Ansang Hong originally explained it. The way it's preached in the WMS is Ansang Hong never taught it. So I just want to point that out. And hmm. second of all, about, you know, he, you know, Israel coming to be a nation in 1948. Korea also became a nation in 1948, right? That doesn't indicate that Ansang Hong was baptized in 1948. I, I would also say, like, it's it's difficult for me to continue, which we totally can, but the assumption that 1948 is some significant date it is, it is, is nothing more it's nothing more yeah well no i know it's a significant date but i'm saying the assumption that biblically it's a significant date is an assumption um that i don't think is grounded and, and i would also say the assumption that the fig tree is a prophecy is a huge assumption that i don't think can be even backed up biblically matthew 24 um, <laughs> it says it's a it parable can. Now it, learn, Luke and, calls it a parable. Yeah, he says it's a parable. Okay, a fig tree. Luke. Sure, it's a parable. A fig tree is an actual fig tree. It represents a country. Sure, I agree. It's not. It is. It is a parable. I agree. It doesn't represent a country, there though. Is is? I think that's an assumption. Okay, I mean, so, he ends this whole. Okay. Or Kelsey, I'm 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 about to take it in a whole different direction, so I'm going to stop and not do that. So Kelsey, I want you to finish your. I just want to yeah, kind of just you okay. know just to back up what I said, right? So you know, Ansang Hong mentioning it. So he mentioned he put this in the in the first chapter of the Green Book, one of the chapters that was removed by the World Mission Society. Or it was removed and not placed in the the World Mission Society Church of God's version of the Green Book. So. Um, you know, Ansang Hong, he quotes Matthew 24, talking about, and I learned this lesson from the fig tree. So Ansang Hong said, he said, depending on the country, this part is symbolized by an animal or tree. In Japan, this part is symbolized by the cherry blossom tree. In Korea, the rose of Sharon. And in Israel, the fig tree. This is because the fig tree is the oldest surviving tree from the Garden of Eden, Gen quotes Genesis 3, 7. Furthermore, the Israeli nation itself descended from Adam all the way from the Garden of Eden, so the fig tree and the Israeli nation cannot be separated. However, this nation came to independence in 1948, and the branches have become tender and lush. So, you know, as you mentioned, right, the, the fig tree represents the nation of Israel. And Father wrote that? Yes, he mentioned, oh. yeah, he wrote that, and then he mentions the independence of Israel in 1948, but that being said, okay. I want to read the next part where he says, and he said, um, you know that it is near right at the door. It is about the time that it is about the time, sorry, it is about time that we learn about something with more certainty. As per the research above, the Israeli nation went through major changes on a number of occasions in 40 years. So it can be ascertained that the above history accurately shows what to expect at the end. Since the Israeli nation came to independence in 1948, it makes it 1988, which is 40 years after. Will the world really come to an end at that time? Or will there only be a minor change in the Israeli nation like what happened in the past? As Jesus said, as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. 
it will surely come to an end at that time. That's how An Sang Hong explained the prophecy of the fig tree to show that the world would end in 1988. Which obviously- he asked a question. Yes. He didn't say directly. He I've been waiting to hear that. He said it directly. He said, can, can you read, can read the end again? Yeah, 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 can you read that again? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I can read it again. So he yeah. says, since the Israeli nation came to independence in 1948, it makes it 1988, 40 years after. Will the world really come to an end at that time? Or will there be only a minor change in the Israeli nation like what happened in the past? As Jesus said, as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. And then he says, it will surely come to an end at that time. What will? The world. But does it say the world? Yes. The it world says, will come that, to an end. the second sentence. His, his, his question is, will the world really come to right. an end at that time? But what will? At the it, end, it will surely come to an end at that time. No, that that's after the verse, though. I had I would maybe have it's, to see uh, it in the context, but 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 what he was referring to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's in yeah. the same, it's in the, yeah. he's finishing his thought that he started, you know, he started out his thought, will it end? Will the world end? He ends his thought by saying it will certainly end. I think it, I think the burden of proof would be on you to prove that there's something else he had in well, mind there. What, and, what's going to end? And then what and else then would he be referring to? Yeah. And one sure. other thing, because this ties in with the 1985, his death in 1985, okay. you know, he said um, in the, the, one of the other remaining one of the other chapters i think it's chapter 36 right though this was another chapter that was removed um he said hang on give me just a second okay so he said oh this is the same book same book different chapter okay um so it was the original chapter 36 in the in his green book um he says uh He says, no matter what age one is in, when there is no prophet, there is no truth. However, the last prophet Elijah was the one to convey the last truth of preparing the way for the second coming of Jesus. So he said that Elijah was prepared. The last prophet Elijah was to prepare the way for second coming Christ. And then further, he says, he says, because the first actual Elijah had ascended when he was alive. The last Elijah's mission is to transform and ascend while he is alive. The last Elijah's mission is to transform and ascend along with the live 144,000 saints. Therefore, when the day of the second coming of Jesus is near, he will send, he will first send Elijah the prophet. So Ansang Hong wrote that Elijah was sent to prepare the way for second coming Christ and that he will treat, he will go to heaven alive. So the WMS okay. and Ansang Hong both believe An Sang Hong is second coming Christ, or sorry, is Elijah. But here, An Sang Hong fully said that Elijah will prepare the way for second coming Christ. So An Sang Hong first, because see, he did not, he did not see himself as second coming Christ according to his own writing. And second, he also suggested that he would go to heaven alive. 
meaning he was not prepared. He did not know he was going to die in 1985. He thought the world was going to end in 1988 and that he would be the one going to heaven alive with 144,000 saints. What do you think of that? Mm, I'd have to see it. But I can, I can, yeah, if you, you know, I mean, let me put the, let me put but the, it, it doesn't really, you know, into it in the chat so you can, um, we'll link it in the video below yeah, as well. We'll link it in the video. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's fine. But, um, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, that's going to shake me, right? Like, no. Oh, I don't, because... I don't have any, I don't have any thoughts of <laughs> showing that. I just want to, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I, I, you know, I know okay. you're passionate about your beliefs. That's not my end goal. My end goal is, you know, I just want to have a conversation. So, yeah, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to genuinely want to know your opinion. Okay. On yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you, uh, showing me more, more words, more, um, you know, things that father wrote and uh, said. Um, I, I'm not really sure because I, I would just have to read it in its context. This is going to yeah, be probably. one of those I don't know yeah. joints. Like, that, that's going to yeah. be one of But it's yeah, like... Yeah, have the context available. I, he'll yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. link it in the chat. Or I mean, but in the video. I, I would just like to say this to you guys about, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, Jordan's most, uh, I don't know if it's his recent video, but the one about in the name of Jesus, like father writing in the name of mm -hmm. Jesus. Okay. It's like, you know, for you guys, you might see that and be like, okay, father Anton Hong said that in the last days, uh, um, salvation is in the name of Jesus. I, I believe that's what father said, but, but it's like, okay, you guys might ask, why didn't the church of God take out that chapter? What you might say, right? Why did they take that out? We read that. We, we've read that truth book um, twice now for two different feasts in the last year. Wait, which book? Sorry, can you say it again? Uh, the book? Mystery of God and the Spring oh, of the Water book. Life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I you was guys the, might yeah, think, we read that during the feast too. Yeah, yeah right, Kelsey? And I'm sure that same quote. But the WMS quote, version we read. We didn't read the, I mean, we didn't read the, the original. We read the WMS version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still says that in the name of Jesus, they'll be saved. So you guys might think just like those chapters potentially, oh, why, why hasn't the Church of God taken this out? No, after we see that verse, or excuse me, not that verse, but that statement that Father says about salvation found in the name of Jesus, we say amen to that. Why is that though? Because Father came in the name of Jesus. And I, I'm going to stick to the same point. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to the point you're saying, Kelsey, about the the uh, prophecy and uh, the chapter, chapter that was removed. Uh, but Jesus came in the name of the Lord. Right, we came in the name of the Lord. The Lord in all caps is Jehovah. So when Jesus had rode the colt um, or donkey into the city, they were saying, um, you know, Hosanna, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus, excuse, me, yeah, Jesus came in the name of Jehovah. Father Anson Hong comes in the name of Jesus. So as far as what you're reading there, it's like, um, maybe I have to see it for, yeah. and yeah, that's cool. Like, please link it in the video. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
it's just I can't really speak on what I know. I'm gonna be very careful. Oh, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I anticipate that you hadn't read For it, sure. but yeah, we can definitely provide the 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 whole. I read just a portion of it, but we can provide the whole okay. context. So. Good deal. Yeah, but I know Father and Jordan. I know we're we're about to move on here. I, I think. No, you're uh, good. You're good. Uh, I got about uh, 30, 35 minutes before I got to start getting ready for work. It would be great to talk okay. about uh, God the Mother. But I, I would just like to finish off with saying uh, here, Jordan. Uh, um, what was I about to say? <laughs> Dang. I know, right? Whatever. You know, if it comes back, yeah. thanks, Bob. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, guys, in the comments, I just want to say um, I am going to I've been seeing some of your questions um, coming in. Um, and I, I think maybe um, we might just move to your questions. Um, I did have one more point I want to make before we stopped on the fig tree, just because I think yeah. this is really significant to me. Yeah. Um, but if you guys do have a question. Well, first, Star Power, I did have some people are asking questions that they would like to get your thoughts on. So if you're sure. okay with answering those, we might do some of that here in a minute. Let's but go. if you'd rather not, we can keep talking more to each other. Okay. So, uh, so first, the last the thing I wanted to say about the fig tree is because everything, what led to that whole dialogue there over the past 10 minutes or so was was based on Aung Song Hong's birth in 1918, right, which you tie to the the fig tree prophecy right yes. okay so um matthew 24 32 i just i just wanted to read this this really quick and we don't have to talk a lot about it but maybe just give you this to walk away with and think about so okay. matthew 24 32 now this learn this lesson from the fig tree so jesus just got done explaining all these prophetic things about you know, the, the stars will fall from the sky. The sun will be darkened. There's going to be wars and famines. Uh, not one stone will be left upon another, referring to the temple. And now he says, learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its branches become tender and sprout leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you will know that he is near right at the door. So I could go into this and explain what I think he's, his reference to the fig tree really means and why it's not a prophecy. but then he goes on to say, well, I'm not going to go there, but he says, truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So he's sitting here speaking to people who are listening to him. And he's basically saying this gener, like your generation, you guys who I'm talking to, your generation will not pass. away." I think a generation was maybe like 40 years or something like that. Um, so he's saying 70, this 80. generation 70 80 years right so yeah. this yeah so, so either way this generation that i'm Already speaking passed. to 1940. will not pass away he's saying they will still be here they're going to witness all these things i've just told you including the sun being darkened the moon not giving its light not one stone being left upon another the earthquakes the famines the wars he's saying this generation is going to see that not the generation in 1918 but that well, generation 2000 years ago that were listening to Jesus speak. Well, we got to look at verse three, Matthew verse 24, three. verse three, because when Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, his disciples asked him about what will signal his return and in the end of the world. 
So Jesus goes on to explain everything that's going to happen towards the end of the world. Does he say end of the world? Yeah, verse. Well, mine says. My, my, mm-hmm, mine says end mm-hmm. of age. Mine says end of the end world. of the age. NLT. Okay, what, end of the world. Yeah, which which isn't a very literal translation. Uh, so I don't think that's a very accurate. Uh, I mean, God knows the end from the beginning. New, is it the new, new living translation? Yeah, I really like that one. That one like really helps yeah. me get some good insight. But NIV, yeah, I think it, NLT, it's helpful. King James says. I think that it's helpful, but if yeah, King James says it. King, I think end of the world. What is it in the King James? Does if it? You pull up uh, Bible Hub. Bible Hub. Well, okay. Well, either either way, either way, my point though is that Jesus says all of these generation. Things, okay. In, including including the end of the world. So my question is, okay. if you interpret this to mean the end of the world, was Jesus a fa- is Jesus a false prophet? I guess is my question. No. Like what what do we do with that? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop, Jordan. Come on now. Yeah. So, so my my point is just to say I think I think that that que- that verse there should, at the very least, leave us to question what he's referring to. And I would argue that Jesus's reference here is to the destruction of Israel that came in seventy A.D. That everything if, Jesus has said in Matthew twenty four was was fulfilled in the no. destruction of of Jerusalem in seventy A.D. when God came in judgment on His people. Um, so and all the these case, things were fulfilled. So if that's the case, then did the Son of Man come appearing in the heavens and there was deep mourning yeah. around all the people of the earth and they'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory? Did that also get fulfilled? Okay, well, well, you have to understand that Jesus is using apocalyptic type of language that the prophets would use. He's using the same sort of language that the prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah would use. There's there's times when I think it's even I could find the verse, but it's either in Isaiah or Jeremiah. I can't remember for mm-hmm. sure which where where he the prophet refers to God coming to judge. And it talks about him riding on the clouds in judgment on Babylon or one of the nations, something that happened mm-hmm. in history. But but obviously. Okay people didn't see God physically riding on the clouds. And so there's this hyperbolic exaggerated sort of language that the prophets use. And Jesus is just simply using that same sort of language. I mean, if you go to revelation, when it talks about Jesus riding on a white horse with a sword coming out of his mouth, that's exaggerated sort of hyperbolic language Mm -hmm. to convey this idea, but it's certainly not to be taken literally. And that's often done Mm -hmm. when the Bible it has like these moments where judgment type of language is used, like pronouncements of judgment. And Jesus is doing that same thing here. So I, I think, yes. Yeah. Okay. In that sense, Jesus did come on the clouds when he came in, in, in the flesh. Judgment. I think right? that's a, I think that's a good way of, well, I would say in, in 70 AD, you could look oh. at this and inter- interpret it and in saying that he did, the son of man did come when he came in judgment on 70 AD. It's not a, he, and he wasn't meaning a literal coming just in the same way Isaiah and Jeremiah didn't mean that God would literally come in, you know, riding on the clouds where you could look up and see Jehovah in the sky as just, you know, it's, it's just exaggerated sort of language. Mm, to convey but that's assuming, idea. Jordan. You know, that's it's not that's assuming. assuming. Jordan, Which part uh, is Kelsey, assuming, is though? Uh, okay, when you say... Assuming what? AD What's 70, being assumed here? In AD 70, Jesus judging, you know, the uh, nation of Israel by it being destroyed. That's what you had just pointed out right there. But you're uh-huh. assuming that him coming, appearing in the heavens, 
and uh, on a power with power of great glory and judging Israel. That that's too that that's such a stretch that uh man, my hamstring's starting to cramp up like th- how much of a stretch that was, Jordan. My goodness. Okay, because, so if I pull wait, 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 real quick, real quick, real quick, because Luke Luke it talks about Luke chapter twenty one talks okay. about signs of the end of the age. And then okay. it says in Luke chapter twenty one and verse seven, it's the same situation we're seeing in Matthew twenty four. Right. It says Luke chapter twenty one and verse seven. It says, "Teacher, they ask, when will these things happen? What will be the sign that they are about to take place?" Talking about the end of the age, and then in verse twenty, it says, "When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city." So the WMS says twenty and twenty one is talking about eighty seventy, right? So I don't think it's too, I don't think it's so far of a stretch that you get a cramp. Um, that <laughs> okay. And I would say just read Isaiah, Isaiah 19, Isaiah 19, 1, a prophecy. It says this, a prophecy against Egypt. See, the Lord sure. rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. So the idols mm-hmm. of Egypt tremble before him and the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. So, would it be right. too much to assume that if at one point God came in judgment on Israel or on Egypt to say that what that meant is not that literally God came physically and rode like rode on the clouds, uh, but that that was a symbolic way of saying God is coming to judge. And that was just the language of the day that these people would have understood what he meant. So, so yeah, I just, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think it's, I think, and I'm not even saying I fully am on board with that. that Okay. That's That's what I was, I just think that's, that's, I I think that's a much more, much more uh, valid explanation of that passage than the alternative. Okay. But then, yeah. Yeah. But then Jordan, you said all of Matthew 24, which is why I alluded to that. So then we also have to look at, there's going to be false messiahs and false prophets that'll perform great signs and wonders. Did that happen around AD 70? Were there uh, lightning well, flashes sure. in the East? Maybe. I don't know. You know, Miracle. um, I mean, miracles happen. Like, but, 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 did, did nations go war to war, uh, kingdom yes. against kingdom? Yes. Were there famines and earthquakes in yes. many parts of the world? Yes. Um, yeah, there were. There's uh, historical uh, data that AD, you can, Around AD seventy or right now? Uh huh. All well, around AD seventy. Yeah, what I mean throughout all right history. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. And a hundred years right ago, now? and three hundred years ago. Yeah. But what about right now, though? And what about pray right that now? your flight and pray that your flight will not take place in winter on the Sabbath. Should we not go and you know keep the Sabbath based upon the words? Because look, the thing is, if you guys are saying this is only applying to AD seventy. And not the end of the world. <laughs> then what? What is the purpose of this? Then why are for, we? For, for clarification, know, Kelsey isn't. This is this is me sharing. Yeah, and uh, an alternative perspective on this passage. Sure. Yeah, sure, and I'm sure. just pointing out Luke 21. It did refer to AD 70. I'm just pointing that out. I don't. I don't but, know. Yeah, but again, what was your question there, Star Power? Did you say if this is if that's true? Then what's the point of any of this? Was that what your question was? 
Uh, essentially, because if this only applies to AD 70 and prior, then what is this per what is the purpose of this patches passage and how does it of this passage to us? Well, why, see, I feel like that's almost this arrogant, like Western culture type of thing well, that assumes I'm, that I'm if there's asking. something written down. No, I'm saying it. I think that's an assumption in the first place to assume that if if there's something in the Bible written down, it has to have this direct application to me today, uh, 2000 years removed. And, you know, in the USA and Western civilization, like that's that's sort of like um, I think and I do that, too. We all really? do that. But but okay. why do you assume that? unless this has some kind of direct reference to like the United States or, or like modern day civilization, uh, if that's like the direct purpose of it, then, then there must not be any meaning to it. Well, think of all the meaning it would have had to these people. And I would say, well, if, if that is the correct interpretation, here's the meaning I would take from that. That to me would stand as some pretty compelling evidence that Jesus is a true prophet because he prophesied something that literally had fulfillment. He said, this generation will not pass away with it by 70 AD when that generation was still alive everything Jesus said came to pass like to me that would make this passage have a lot more it'd be a lot more compelling to me the idea that people have been using this passage for as long as 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 the church has been sure. around to right. prophesy the end of the world the WMSCOG has done it the Mormonism well, it says I mean, the end of the it, world but it says well, the depending on the translation. Three. I, yeah, so that would be something I would want to look into and see if that For is sure. even a valid way of interpreting. Because I, I, yeah, I'm looking at the ESV, I think, and the NASB, which are a lot more of a literal uh, translation. But um, well, they say either way, the either, either way. Uh, but my point is, either yeah. way, let's assume, okay. Let's say end of the world is correct. It doesn't. My original question was, why does Jesus say? All of these things will be fulfilled. This generation will not pass away until all of these things are fulfilled. I think I think either way that should leave everybody with, with questions about this passage okay. and what, what does this really mean? That's I guess that's my only fair point. enough. Um but, hey, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So so let's let's go ahead, let's move to audience questions. And um I, I don't want to hold you longer than I know you need to go soon, Star Power, and appreciate you giving us all this time. Um, oh, for sure. But there have been a, a couple questions come in that um, I want to add. Or yeah, to I need so to talk about God the Mother these. as well, even if it's going to be for about twenty minutes. I got to eight thirty-five, well, so, so, so twenty-two minutes. Okay. That'll. Um, I think maybe if you're going to have to go in 30 minutes, I don't think there's any way we're going to have time to cover that. <laughs> that's if, true. If no, that's you sure. are totally, you are totally welcome to come back and we could have a video devoted to the conversation of God, the mother. That seems like that'd be pretty helpful. That's a big topic. Um, okay. Yeah, we can if, do if you. Okay. So let me just, here's, um, here's, here's a question. I didn't read it, but I know this is a question I highlighted. So, Right. Since the WMSCOG believes that On Song Hong is the name we have to believe in this age, what does he do with Ephesians one twenty one, where it says Jesus's oh. name in this age and the one to come? So oh, let's that. pull that up really quick because yeah, that's a interesting point. So Ephesians one, yeah, that's a fair question. I'm gonna go to the verse as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so he says, so Ephesians 1, 21. Hmm. 
So starting at 20, he exerted in Christ when he raised from him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> like, um, I totally agree with that. This is in the NLT, not only in this world, but in the world to come concerning a ruler and authority power uh, from mm. Christ. Right. So listen, I think this is where a lot of, um, you know, maybe even some members fall into confusion. An Sun Hong is Jesus. It's just Jesus second coming. So I agree. Father. An Sun Hong. Yeah. Huh? It, the emphasis, the emphasis is on the name though. It's, yeah, it's, it's not the saying the same person. It's not saying there will be a person who is above all people. So if it said there's there will be a person above all people, that would be one thing. And I think you'd have a valid argument. But he's emphasizing uh, their name. That and that's that's why I think your your defense of the green too, book right? quote. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I think your defense of the green book quote from earlier doesn't work either. Because Aung Song Hong specifies a specific name that salvation comes right. by. Ephesians one twenty one is specifying a specific name. I mean, I, I suppose we could put it this way. I don't see we're that. in that age. We're in the age to in Ephesians one twenty one. Uh, yeah, I don't see where it says name. Do you oh, really? Again, Jordan? Yeah, for um, Christ, when you uh, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the present age but also in the one to come. Mine says, "Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but also in the world to come." Yeah, so that's a that's again where I you're you're reading from a non-literal. The NLV is literally a non-literal, like paraphrase sort of. It's, uh, it's the same to me. It's all the same. But well, we can well it's literate. It's it's literally not not the same though. I mean, this isn't just to attack your. I think it's a helpful translation if if it put in its proper place. But if you're trying to get to the actual language, like what did the author actually write? Um you got to go with the more literal translations and then the more literal translations say name every time. Uh, I'm looking at new King James, King James, the NASB, the, the, um, the NIV, the ESV. They all say um, name. They all say name. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, like Kelsey pointed out, it's similar to what father had wrote in the green book. Salvation in the last days is found in no other name except for the name of Jesus. So again, Father comes in the name of Jesus. Jesus came in the name of Jehovah. He didn't come Jehovah. in the name of Jesus, though. Huh? But what's, what name is salvation found in today, in this age? Yeah. Also, home comes in the name of Jesus. I'll, I'm going to just say it like that. He didn't. It, but it what name is salvation? It, no. He didn't, though. The, the world you I, we can go to the the world mission society church of god official websites will specifically yeah. say like it's false to say that you can be saved yeah. by the name of the jesus you books, cannot too, be saved by song, the name of the, jesus the new song books, yeah. the new song book says save me says that it is not by the name jehovah we are saved it is not by the name jesus we are saved it is amen. By, yeah and you're saying amen meaning you agree so they, right it is only through amen. the name of because what y'all got to understand is in Matthew 28, verse 20 or 19, excuse me, 
we see Jesus say that um, be baptized in the name of, it doesn't say names, plural, but it's a name, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all going to have the same, um, all refer to the one, okay? So Father, mm -hmm. Jehovah, Son, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Anson Hong. Ansong Hong comes in the name of Jesus. Okay, this is the New Testament. The Sabbath of the where Old Testament it? was Jehovah. No, Please no, no, give no, no, one no, no, place no, where the WMSCOG. Okay. This no. Can can I get? Can we? I just feel like you're phone? wiggling out of this, can, can, and this would we, be can, yes. Can we do well, the timer's time? going? We continue, right? We don't want to interrupt. Let's. Can we do the time? Oh, timer's, timer's going. Well, whose turn yeah, is it's it? It's your, so it's your turn. Okay, Sorry. okay, yeah. all right. It's your right, turn. Sweet, 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 sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay, so, so Tanya, right? So, Isaiah 43, 11. You guys know that verse. Uh -huh. well. uh, Jehovah yep. is the Savior. Acts 4, 11 through 12. You guys know that well. Jesus found in no one else, right? Except the name of Jesus. Salvation. But Jesus says in Revelation 3, 12, he will have a new name. So again, it's Jesus. This is Jesus. Ansong Hong, right? It's Jesus. He is Jesus. From 2,000 years ago. What's his name? What's his, his name, name is Father Ansong Hong, God Almighty. Ansong Hong. So we're not saying so understand the name though, of Jesus. He's Jesus. You know, he, in, you know in, Revelation, Jesus. in Revelation 19, it says for the new name, no one knows it but he himself. But yet a lot uh, of let's, people let's look at that verse. Okay, so I I think you're, I get what you're trying to argue for is star power. You're trying to emphasize the fact that Jesus is the same person as Ong Song Hong. Ong Song Hong is the Correct. same person as Jehovah. Like I get that. There, I okay. I understand that that's what you believe. So you you don't need to try to prove that point because I really get that. That's not the issue though. That doesn't solve the dilemma because th again, if Ephesians one twenty one says that Jesus was going to be, he was the person above all people in that age and the age to come, then what you are saying right now would be valid, okay? If Aung Song Hong in the Green Book had said, in the last days, salvation can only be found in one person or one God, then your argument would be valid because, yeah, Jesus you, Jesus came as in the name of Jehovah and whatnot, but he emphasizes the fact that, no, salvation is only found in one name, one name. And Ephesians 1.21 says that Jesus has a specific name that is above every name. He doesn't say a person okay. that's above other people who can operate under a variety of names. Ephesians 1, Paul, and Aung San Hong emphasize the name that this God would be operating under, not the fact that this God has three different um, persons that he uh, operates under, however you, you want to word that. Do you see the distinction Absolutely there? Not. I do. I know. I, I do. And I see where the confusion can lie for a sellout stretch and other members. But I just want to be very careful with how I explain this. Okay. So father is Jesus. Okay. He, he's Jesus of the new Testament. And I know I kind of alluded to that, but we don't say that. Okay. He's the, he's the third God. We don't, we don't say nothing like that. We don't say Jehovah was first. Uh, Jesus was second. No, like he is the second coming Christ. So 
we don't say Jehovah, like second coming Jehovah, we say second coming Jesus. Okay. okay. Uh, it's like, um, man, because he came in the flesh. So Jesus is this name in the New Testament that salvation will be found in. As Jesus said, blessings on the one comes in the name of the Lord, comes in the name of Jehovah. So Jesus came in the name of Jehovah. Anson Hong comes in the name of Jesus. You know, that's why it's one name. That's why Jesus didn't say names. He said name. One name. Well, that's not what the World Mission Society Church Yeah, that's what... I mean... No, you know, we say he's one show us one. That, we, but that's not what the church teaches. Go ahead. Yeah, that's my question. Go, show, go can ahead, you Kelsey? show us one... one one place where the WMSCOG teaches that. I think yeah, that's what Kelsey's asking. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's, Teach yeah, what? Basically, yeah. It's like, because the, that's not a teaching that, that, that you can believe that. Like, totally, totally you can believe that. But that's not what the church teaches. The church teaches that there's the name of the Father, Jehovah, name of the right. Son, Jesus, name of the Holy Spirit, Han Sang Hong, that there are three names. And they say that in, I believe it's in their sermon book when they have Savior of each age. Yeah. So can you show yeah. us one verse where the World Mission Society Church of God teaches that An Sang Hong must come in the name of Jesus. Matthew 28, 19. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I said, yeah. where where does the WMS teach yeah, that, that An Sang Hong will come in the name of Jesus? Where does it say that? Because I've never heard that in the church. Uh, yeah, right. I, I understand. But, you know, as Heavenly Mother says, you know, if you miss Father, study the Bible. So I study the Bible. I, I really study a lot, thanks to Father Mother. And that what I've come to understand, question. I'm gonna I'm I'm answer it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so when we study the Bible, upon studying the Bible, we know that Lord in all caps refers to Jehovah. Okay? So when we look at Matthew uh, 23, verse 39, Jesus says, Blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, all caps, comes in the name of who? Jehovah. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of Jehovah. This isn't me like um, quoting the World Messiah Church of God website or, um, you know, uh, from a sermon or something. This is me just reading the scripture. Jesus came in the name of Jehovah, Matthew 23, 39. Did he not? It says it. He came in the name of Jehovah. Blessed on the one who comes in the name of not, Jehovah. That wasn't my that, question. Anson Hong came in the name of Jesus. So when it says here in Ephesians 1.21 that Jesus was, shall I stress say, Jesus' name in this age one to come, okay? Anson Hong, who came in this age of the Holy Spirit, he's in the name of the Holy Spirit. He came in the name of Jesus, okay? As he's the second coming Christ. He came in the flesh, just like how Jesus came in the flesh. Yeah, so, I mean, I that, that doesn't answer my question. And I asked that question to the chat, too, if anyone's heard in the WMS that Han would come in the name of Jesus. So far, no one said But he, he did. No, nope, but, but he did. Saying, everybody's saying they never heard that when they were a member. That's fine. They, they don't so, they didn't have to. <laughs> Jesus said in Revelation okay, so, 3.12, he came with a new name. Okay, new so here's name. the question then. Ephesians one twenty one. Jesus mm -hmm. is given the name that is above every name, not only in that age, but even in the age to come. Is Jesus' name above On Song Hong's name? 
Same name. Same God same God. Same okay. God the Father. Dude, God come the Father. on, man. He's Just God the say Father. I don't know to that. Just say I don't know. He's to God that. the Father. Don't give well, that answer. See, this where you It's not the like, same name. If oh, it's the same name, not, then Ansong Hong's name. No, listen, if that's no, the same the name, same then we don't need to know Hong mm-hmm. Hong's name. Because Jesus no, 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 is Hong no, 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 no. no. No, you just said the same name, so we don't need to know we don't need to know Jesus. We don't need to know Hong Hong. Because this one is critical. I got it. I was tested on this, and 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 I was tested. Okay. I was confirmed. I you know taught this. I know what the so savior of each age. Let me go and. I read know that it. sermon. Yeah, yeah. I know that sermon. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure you do know that. So, it says, <laughs> it says the new name okay. is the name of the savior. Or actually, you know, what? let me go to the conclusion. Hang on. Hang on. Um. I don't know if you really get what so I'm says, saying, but we can try. The new name is the name of the Savior and the age of the Holy Spirit. In the age of the Holy Spirit, we can only be saved by Jesus' new name. It does not say we can only Correct. be saved by the name Jesus. We can only be saved by the new name, right? And then if right. we go further, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. What must people call in for salvation? Um, in the age of the sun, whose name was people calling to be saved? Jesus. Why was that? It was because the Savior in the age of the sun was Jesus. God's people must call on the name of the Savior in each age. Whose name must we call on now to be saved? We live neither in the age of the Father nor in the age of the sun. We live in the, the, sun, the, Holy the age Spirit. of the Holy Spirit. Right. Since the age of the sun changed to the age of the Holy Spirit, we must call on the new name to name be of the Holy Spirit. Saved. Right. Yes. So it says directly. It does not Amen. say Jesus. It does not say we are saved in the name of Jesus. So Jesus and Ansel. First of all, they're not the same name, but they can't even be equivalent to each other according to the WMS because in our minds, we are saved by the new name. I'm. That's you guys don't get what I'm saying. Oh, you, you guys don't get what I'm what saying. You're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just don't think I get what you're saying that Jesus is on Song Hong. On Song Hong is Jehovah. On Song Hong is Jesus. They're all the same, is what you're saying. Okay. And okay. so he right. came. So On right. Song Hong came in the name of Jesus, meaning he came with that same, like that connection. I don't know what you mean by coming in the name of. Sure. But, but you're, he, you're came, cl- yeah, yeah, he yeah. came in the same. He came in the same way that Jesus. He Vienna, did. He, Jesus okay. came in the name of Jehovah, like under the authority of Jehovah, if you will. Um, right. But that doesn't that doesn't mm-hmm. answer the question because because then when I ask you about Ephesians one twenty one you can't answer that what, and I don't well, think you can properly answer On Song Hong's when Jesus when On Song Hong says that <laughs> one can only be saved in the last days there's only one name that you can be saved by and that is the name of Jesus it's not enough to say oh well On Song Hong came in the name of Jesus because On Song Hong is saying no it's Jesus it, it, even if okay let's assume On Song Hong came in the name of Jesus okay that's fine. But salvation in that age of On Song Hong is still through Jesus. It's still through that name of Jesus. It's not through the name of On Song Hong, even if and they're both Jesus. the same person. And I was taught. Okay, but salvation is through the name Jesus. And I was taught when I was a member. <laughs> then who, what's was, the name of the Holy Spirit? No, hang on. I was taught when I was okay. a member that that um, that when the age changes, the name also changes. So when the age Correct. of the Father changed to the age of the son name of the savior jehovah changed to the name jesus so people living in the, age of the son there were two kinds of people there were those who still believed in the name jehovah right and then there were those who accepted the new name at that time which was jesus 
So out of those two groups, who could be saved? The ones who believed in the new name at the time, which was Jesus. No longer could they believe in the name Jehovah to be saved. They had to believe in the new name at that time, which was Jesus. And so when the age changes, name changes. Age of the Son changed the age of the Holy Spirit. So no longer can the name Jehovah be, or sorry, no longer can the name Jesus be the name of the Savior, but it must be, they, the, the WMS teaches, must be the new name, which is Unsung Home. It's like you, they cannot be interchangeable according to the WMS. Like, I, I like, 100%. They, em- they emphasize the fact of how, how how significant it is to not, like, you cannot yeah. be saved through like, Jesus. They I emphasize like how important it is to recognize that. At this point. Like, I know and I agree. You must know the name of Asan Hong in order to be saved. You must know. If you didn't hear the gospel, if you weren't able to get preached to and hear the new covenant, then, you know, like, it says in the Bible and Peter and Isaiah that God will come preach to them. But for those who did hear the gospel, you have to believe in the name of Asahom. This is why Jesus says, be back to the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If Asahom is not the Holy Spirit, then who is? Oh, we can be baptized in Jehovah and Jesus and Holy... No, that's a title. Holy Spirit's title. We must know the name. It's only Father Asahom who came in the name of Jesus. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the Lord's Jehovah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, so if you which, don't like the so, answer, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But that's so, the answer. That's well, why it's one name. Well, I mean, I don't need to convince members what the, what the, I mean, I know members are listening. I don't need to convince members what the savior of each subject is or what they teach. But I mean, members, they, they know. I mean, come on. They know. Me too. Yeah. I know too. So, yeah. So my is Jesus' name, Jesus name, said my new name. <laughs> in, in, in this age, is salvation found in no other name than Jesus? In this age. We can move on you from know his new name. if you would rather. You have to know his new name. So salvation said, is not found in the name of Jesus in this age. It is. That's what Father said. But you're, okay, so you're it's thinking, not found. See, in you guys are thinking this. You guys are thinking like um, that exact name. Well, that's what he's like, no other thinking, name. Read that. that I had the quote pulled exact. up on screen. I had the quote yeah, pulled up I get on screen. It. Salvation. I, I see it. I see no it other well. name. How how <laughs> else are we supposed to interpret him? Literally saying no other name. So does are we supposed to take from that 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 means some other names? Or one but other look name. at the word. No, 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 no. Because it's one name. This is why I pointed out that Jesus, let's think about the words of Jesus, Matthew 28, 19. He didn't say names. He said name. Jehovah, Jesus, Anson Ho. Hey, all one same name. You know, okay, so we can be saved. If you don't like Jesus. the answer, I'm sorry. No, so I we can say be saved it. You gotta know the name of the Holy Spirit. As so Jesus we can't said, be saved by Jesus. On the one. Blessings I feel like we don't like your in the name answer because it's sort of just jumping wherever you need it to go, and it's just morphing and shifting. Answer. I don't mind the answer. Um, I just know it's not indicative of what the church believes. That's my nah. Statement. That but no, that's that's what the Bible says. Like you know, Kelsey, um, that one's tough because I'm quoting out of scripture, and I know a brother or sister. You know, I don't want to 
I don't want to add put words in nobody's mouth. That's okay? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I, you can believe. That. Uh, I mean, this is your belief, right? I'm, I mean, you're welcome to your belief. The, Father Anso Hong is God. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the his name on the name on Sang Hong is not the same as the name Jesus. It's it's not, and the church doesn't teach that. You are welcome to believe that. Anyone's welcome to believe that, but that's not what the church. That's you're, not what the yeah, teaches. Well, okay, deviating from WMSCOG doctrine. How about this? You guys fine. claim that belief. How about this? You no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So, how about this, you guys? What if my fian if my fiance calls me? Um, <laughs> let me be careful. Uh, if my fiance calls me baby, and um, my football teammate called me Bell, and my mom called me um, Sweet Pea, uh-huh. I'm still one person. Yeah, I'm, I'm still one person. I'm, I'm Sweet Pea in one scenario, um, baby in another scenario. And yes. I'm a bell in another scenario. They're different. I'm still okay. one. Okay, here, here we go. Still here one. we go. Listen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, here me. we go. Listen. Listen. Okay. okay. Now, say you and your fiance are babysitting some, your nephews or something, like some, some kids. Okay? okay. Now, you leave them at your house and you lock the door and you leave your fiance there and you go away and you say, hey, I got to go away for a while, but I'm sending a delivery guy. But he's not. He's going to use the name. The only name that you should receive him when he, if he comes by, it is baby. Like if he comes by, what what were your other names? I can't remember. If he comes uh, by this Bill. name or that name, uh, yeah. yeah. And he says no other name. Not only right now when I'm talking to you, but in that time that that the delivery man comes later. The only name you need to let me in this door by is the name of baby. So, do you see? So- do you see why that would be a problem? Because so, then, then it's coming sorry. down to that specific title. So, Star Power, if Jesus, the name sorta, Jesus and the name Hong Hong are the same name, can we pray in the name of Jesus? You got to know the name of the Holy Spirit. So, so but so, if it's no. the same name, why can't Jesus we pray? is the Holy Spirit? Do you have to different. understand the Trinity? You have to understand the names. You know, speaking of that, Jordan, it's like. Okay, on Amazon, if I type, okay, deliver this to, um, this ain't my real name, but uh, Ryan Hampton, um, that box needs to be received. In order for me to know and receive that box, it needs to say Ryan Hampton on it. So in the same way, okay, in the same way, in order for you to receive the name Anson Hong, okay, you you have to know that he's the savior in this age. I I don't know. It's like um, that's tough. It's it's tough because you have to know the Trinity, and um, Jesus comes in the name. He comes with a new name. It's like um, I I don't know if you guys are like doubting God's power that He can come to, uh with a different name in a two thousand years later. I don't know what it is, but Jesus says I will write on them my new name. He's saying he will have a new name. He, it's Jesus saying no. he'll have a new name. No, it's I think, like, I think on, okay, well, that's, that's you need to have a conversation with Edgar about that. But listen, listen, yeah. okay, here, what <laughs> we can, we can go minutes. in a whole, we can, we, okay, we could talk about the new name. Let's, let's move on from this. We could talk about the new name right. and, and debate that all day. That's not the, the point would still remain. 
the point that I feel like this question is being asked. And I, I just want to point, I feel like this is why so many people are leaving the WMSCOG, I think, because when they ask hard questions like this, and I get that this is a hard question, and I know that we're kind of putting you on the spot. And so I, I, I don't, you know, I understand that this is a hard position for you. But these are the kind of answers I feel like that members with legitimate questions, wanting real solid answers, substantial answers that they can go away with. They're going to their leadership asking these questions. And I feel like they're getting answers that are similar to yours that are just they don't. I'm sorry, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't address the problem. It doesn't solve the dilemma. It just exasperates it, I think. And so. Um, this is an instance where I'd say just saying I don't know would be a more it would be a more compelling answer than I feel like what just happened. Why? Um, but why do I need to say that when I'm quoting the Bible? Well, because Jesus because says, you're so saying you're name. just because I have I feel like you're name. flopping all around because on the one hand you're saying the names they're the same name Jesus and Nan Song Kong are the same name and then we ask okay well can they be saved by the name of Jesus today and then you you don't answer that because you know you can't answer that the in in and be consistent with what you just said. You can't say that they're the same name and then consistently answer our question. Can you be saved by Jesus today? Or can you pray to Jesus? Because that immediately shows that you you're contradicting your own doctrine already. So that's why I'm saying the answer there. I just feel like is, is an uh, example of, of, I think, how the WMSUG lacks substantive. What word am I looking for? answers to some of these more difficult questions well how about this that's why a lot of people are leaving this group well well how about this because it it seems like more you guys just don't like the answer if jesus i don't think that's the case i think it's just jesus says he comes in the name of jehovah i'm quoting we're not arguing i'm not saying this as an opinion jesus okay great jesus says he'll have a new name so when Jesus, Jesus will write says, on them his new name, what Re- other, okay, then tell me what the other name is. You got you okay. to mention also Revelation 19.12. His, okay. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. I know the name Long Song Hong, and so do millions of other people. But you didn't receive it. I received it. It doesn't say receive it. It doesn't say this name won't be received. It just says they won't know it. I received but it. That, but that, but. But that doesn't. That's still. I, I just feel like it's easy to to get sidetracked and then to to kind right. of um, not not right. to get away from the question that's being asked. Because again, right. we can assume On Song Hong came in the name of Jesus. Assume that's true. Okay, but why did he okay. say the name that you will be saved by in the last age is the name of Jesus? Which name is it? Is it On Song Hong or Jesus? It, it, why does Paul okay. say? that Jesus has the name above every name. So which name is higher in this age? That's another question we ask. And I feel like the WMSCOG can't answer that. Which name is is above every name? On Song Hong or Jesus? There can only be there can only be one name above every name in this age. But that's why it's one name. That's why Which name though? Say That's why I continue so then to you're... say Jehovah Matthew 28:19. He be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not names. It's not names of. It's name. There's one name. Jehovah was Lord in the Old Testament. Jesus is Lord in the New Testament. It's still all one same God, though. 
Okay, so, so what gosh, what name is higher? The name. It's Which the name, name is higher? It, Jehovah, Hong, Jesus, Anson Hong, all one same God, all God the Father. Same. So can we pray in the name of Jesus then? God, no Father, Anson Hong, because you don't know the Holy Spirit. You haven't been. That's not. I'm not asking it. I'm not Holy asking. Spirit. I'm not asking if we need to know the name of Anson Hong. I'm asking, can we pray in the name of Jesus? Yes or no? If you want your prayers heard, if I mean, you know. I, you know, as, you know, Jordan. I'm not going. I know it's a hard question. God's I know will. we're putting. You yeah, on that, that's okay. That, that's that fair was enough. One of them ones. Yeah, that that was one of them ones. But I'll tell you like this: also, Hunger is the savior in this age. Okay, like but he um, said, salvation I, I heard is found even in the name of Jesus. I, I remember. I remember even brother Jittle Brittle. He has said how okay, I, I was praying in the name of Jesus. I remember he said it in y'all first debate. Remember Jordan and Kelsey? He was like, oh, I was praying in the name of Jesus and uh oh, I wasn't getting nowhere. And then he was talking about uh oh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but paraphrasing, he was like, Oh, I, I can hate uh I hated Christian, I hated Jesus. Yeah, I, I remember that. But then he said in his testimony that when he came in the truth. That was when his heart and his mind started to change. So he could be a great example of this. He he was he praying in the left. name of Jesus. He also left the WMS. He, yeah, Mormons sure. could say the same but, th same thing though. Star power. Mormon could say they were they were practicing Christianity for so long, and then they they read the Book of Mormon and it changed their lives. I mean, I've heard that personally over and over again. So mm -hmm. I guess I guess the truth just comes down to one person's word against the other, and it's all just kind of this gigantic guessing game. Uh, I mean, I mean, what makes I'm, your what I'm makes that more valid? Okay, the Mormons are too. They have their own Bible, and you know, no, well, I'm reading cold. the Bible. You want to tell? <laughs> you want to tell? Man. There's a lot of people reading the Bible, coming away with a lot of different interpretations, and so, and having sure. a lot of experiences that, yeah. So, uh, but John we, we six, can jump. Hey, John chapter six, though John six verse forty five. Hey, the they'll all be taught by God. So there's a certain grip that's taught by God. Only the ones he chooses. Essentially, the ones who come to him. So the reason we're John not 6, believing 45. right now is the reason we're not believing or agreeing with you is because God hasn't chosen us to. So it's really God's fault. Hey, you know, um, I know these are hard questions. I'm not trying to mess you up, dude, but these are just things that I think we have to think about and, and we owe it sure. to ourselves to, to be able to take our beliefs yeah. and what we're, what we're proposing right. to, to the world. We, if we can't back them up, that's kind of the point of this conversation. Um, because yeah. we're presenting things in these videos over the past three years members are coming in the comments and talking about how we're wrong how we're possessed by satan how we're you know all these sort of this rhetoric that comes and so we're inviting people to come on and defend the wmseog and i know that's a tough situation and you're very brave to do this um man but there's hard questions there's hard questions that i think are reasonable legitimate questions that deserve reasonable legitimate answers and i just honestly my evaluation of this conversation is we ask we've asked about four to five very pointed specific questions and i don't feel like any of them have really been 
answered, which is okay if, if you need to go away and come back with answers to some of these. That's that's fine. Like I respect that. I I would have many cases. I'm sure there's things you could ask me that I would have to do the same thing. And so that's fine. I just think it's worth pointing pointing that out. That 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 seems to have been the direction of this conversation. Oh, I think I'm answering them. Hey, you know, I'm using the scripture, but hey, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's God ultimately who opens up one's heart and mind. Yeah. Um, to understanding the parables. So there was, I, I know you got to go. Do you, do you need to go? Because I don't yeah. want to ask you this last question if you need to jump off, but. I do. One more. Let's. Okay. I do, but let's save it for a part two for sure. That sounds that sounds great. When can we do that a part great. two? You want to do next uh, Sunday, you guys? If we don't, if we don't schedule it, I feel like it won't happen. Oh. Man, <laughs> sorry. What was it. that? Um, oh no! Um, next Sunday is Resurrection Day. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. um, okay. it'd be blessed if we can do it during the week this week okay and if you guys would like to invite steve or i, I like us three it, it was it's been fun um very stimulating right so uh, but let's do during the week if you guys can okay and if you uh, like if you ever just want to talk privately to myself or kelsey i know i would i would yeah. love to do that and that's a little bit i've done that with members and it's honestly the way those conversations gone is it starts out more yeah. like this it's hard to not be in public and it's just to be a debate and i kind of feel like I feel this inner like, oh man, I feel like I'm coming across as just this like theological jerk. And I hate that. But when I have private conversations, I've literally talked to a member for like uh, like a six hour conversation up to like five in the morning. We started out debating wow. and we ended up just like being friends and sharing about like just, I was sharing about personal struggles in my life and he was sharing about stuff. Mm. And and so it was awesome to see that, that change. And I, um, if he's listening, there's a shout out to you. Um, I won't mention his name, but, um, but anyway, so I, I would, I literally would just love to talk to you and become a friend with you. If, if you ever want to do that and, and have a little bit more of a private conversation. Um, I totally understand if you would never yeah. want to do that also, but that, that invitation is open. So, you know, I, I think you're a good person, Joy. Uh, you too, Kelsey as well. And we I can, can tell we you guys. You're come a great from... person too. Yo, I, no, like really, I know we have our kind of disagreements on this thing at this time, but, you know, I, I could tell you guys um, have your hearts and minds in the in a place that's veered to wanting to do good, like genuinely, like you guys want to do good and you want to know the truth and help others out. Um, although I don't agree with the way, as I've been seeing the work over the last a couple of years on this page, um, I, you know, it, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip because it's like you guys are talking about my parents, but you yeah. guys are great people. I could tell. So, um, yeah, Jordan, I'm, I'm open to that, but let's definitely do a part two. Um, uh -huh. let, let's, sure. let's see your behavior. <laughs> we'll just play. But, uh, and then, what day uh, during the week yeah. works for you? Uh, okay, who am I training? Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I know you're 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 pretty busy, and you're uh, got your business. Okay, have you guys ever looked at? I, I need you to come get me in shape. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say, hey, hey, Jordan, let's go. I got you. Hey, if you got some bands, you know, uh, yeah, I get you right. I get, I see some potential in you, man. Some potential. For sure, for I got sure. some potential at least. <laughs> Men's magazine. Let's go, Jordan. <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. I'm on. I'm on my way. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll figure it out, you guys. Um, I say uh, I got on really late on Tuesday. Um, it's kind of sad I missed that, but maybe maybe uh, Wednesday. Or yeah, Thursday? Wednesday sounds good. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday's good. Let's try for Wednesday. Wednesday same time. Definitely. Same time. Same time. Does the same time uh, work for you? Or do you need a little later? Or. Um, let's do. Is seven thirty too late? Seven thirty Pacific. Not nine thirty central, seven thirty Pacific. That might work. Let me. Um, I might have to look at that. That would be nine thirty my time, right? Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you okay. Okay. Hey, you, you, you. You know what, Jordan? Uh, let's let, let's do same time. I'll just move things around. Let's okay. Same time. If that works for you. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then we'll have the that questions. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll prepare a couple questions. Well, and... we'll try to get Edgar to come on. He had, he had a conflict today. Yeah, I know a lot of people were, were wanting to see Edgar and Steve on here too. I just thought the conversation would be more. We want to do a little bit more clear. It was good. Yeah. yeah. No, this can, was perfect. You, know, you can bring you can bring someone too, like it, you know. Yeah, please do. Someone or someone. Bring anybody. Yeah. Yeah, the I I could have, and I inquired about it to a couple of brothers and sisters, uh, brothers specifically, but um, I just don't want to have anyone's faith shaken. Um, I cannot have that guilt on me in case, you know, although I'm confident in my answers to your questions, uh, I don't want to have a brother thinking like, oh, that, you know, he won that point, like, like the name part. Like it makes so, sense to me, yeah. but it can I, can me. I say something, say something about that though? Like, it just seems yeah, like yeah. that kind of goes along with what we're, we've said in the past about like, if, if you have the truth, the truth should be confident to, you know, withstand this right. sort of stuff. Like it, if well, a person's, if a person's faith can't handle these sort of questions, then I guess what kind of faith is it? It feels like it's just a blind, a blind faith, you know, the well, Book of Acts commends it, the Bereans who went away and searched to see if what they believed was or had heard was true. And so it seems like these conversations should just prompt us to have to go in and dig a little bit deeper into what we're believing. And so I know that's hard and uncomfortable. I've had to do that. These conversations have literally challenged my faith over and over and over again. But you can't you can't be intellectually honest and not have that happen to you. Um because if you want to just like go and stay secure in your little bubble the rest of your life and never be challenged on what you believe, anybody's welcome to do that, but they can't have any confidence that the, what they actually believe is true or could stand up to any kind of scrutiny. Um, and that's why I, I commend you for coming on here. Um, and I think it shows a level of confidence and boldness that a lot of members don't have because you are willing to come on here and defend it. And I think if other members were as confident as they say they are in the comments of these videos, they would do what you're doing. Um, but I, yeah. Sure. So, well, 
you know, 530. Um, I'll see you guys Wednesday. Hey, you're right, Jordan. I'll, yep. I'll just leave it at that, you know. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I hope uh, more of my brothers and sisters can come on here in the future. Yeah, they're welcome. They're, but, they're um, welcome. You know, uh, that's yeah. something I'll kind of think about. Being... It's my lonesome. Yeah. Well, thank you oh, for yeah, doing it. it. And thank you. And truly, thank you for your demeanor. I, I honestly think you've had one of the most reasonable demeanors of any member we've talked to on a live video. And it's been probably the most calm and less <laughs> hectic and chaotic <laughs> and talking over one another that, that we've had. Um, so thank you for that. Thanks truly. For oh, thanks for following me. I appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to my brother, you. Seasonal. Shout out to Seasonal. Shout out to, uh, what's that brother, Ray Gomez from the first live call. I probably watched those about several times because it was just, you know, it, it was, it was, it was good. It was good stuff. These engagements are uh, healthy uh, yeah. for me. So really challenging. Yeah. By all means. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys be smooth. I got to go. Okay. All right. Here. Thank yeah. you. Wednesday, Wednesday, 5.30, 7.30 Central, right? Yep. Yep. That works. All right. Cool. All right, y'all. We'll do it like that. I'll talk to you guys before then. Thanks, Dr. Okay. Power. Okay, of course. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was that was fun. Um, and I want to point out, yeah. he gave us a lot more time, too, than he, he said that he was available for, too. So, you know, major props to him. Yep. Yeah. And he, um, I feel like he gave us a lot of time and wasn't trying to constantly jump in. Um, yeah. So that was good. Uh, what, what's your guys' thoughts in the comments about that? And do you have any, I know he's gone now and you had a lot of good questions for star power that unfortunately we couldn't get to. Um, like he said, he any... said, we could talk till what six in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely could have, um, so let's see if you guys have any thoughts, we'll just take a few minutes here to kind of wrap up. And um, I did want to thank those of you who have given super chats and those of you, even yeah. Kelsey, you're a member now. I'm seeing your badge on there. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Speaking about the super chats, Mahesh had some, uh, I'm sorry. Was it, who was it? Oh yeah. I, I did see that. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find that. There was an actual question with that one. I'm trying to find it too. Yeah, Mahesh had a question. It says, the one I see, it says, Ansung Hong went to China by train, but tomb in Korea. That's from a while back. That's one way to put it. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's a, it's, it's funny because the, the WMS has a video called Father's Great Sacrifice. And in it, they they show, I, I believe they've they've edited this part out now. But um, you know, back in the day, they had a scene where it showed you know An Sung Hong him. You know, he he went to China to preach, and he never came back. Um, and the the WMS, you know, they they showed that, and then I believe they've taken it out because it's. I mean, there's it's documented evidence that he died in Korea, um, and also there was to be able to go by train from South Korea to China. Um, you have to go through North Korea. And at that time in the eighties, the there was no train going from South Korea to China. So um, obviously, you know, that, that historically could not have happened. And so um, I've, I've heard from, from yep. 
some folks that has now been taken out of Father's Great Sacrifice video. Okay. Well, here's here's a couple. I'm going to pull up a couple of the questions that I really wish we had had the time to have him respond to because this is this is a simple one, straight to the point. But um, I that's do want to question, isn't to, it? To, to to be fair, I do want him to ask answer this question next time if we can. I think yeah, the... definitely. Yeah, because you, I mean, Jesus, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. You know, don't return insult for insult is what Peter says. And so why do they do yeah. what they've done to and former if you go, members? If you go to the, you know, shout out to the examining site, you know, examining the WFOG.com, right. you can go to that site and you can see why, ex like the exact reasons why the church has sued former members. Um, so you can, you know, read those cases and it lists out the, the reasons. There's another point that would have been fun from our good old pal, Jeremy. I don't know if yeah, he's still in here. 13th, but... Not the third. It was the 13th. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, there's another one up here by Raymond I wanted to pull up. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, well, that that was a great question, by the way. Uh, sellout stretch. Good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're still here, but that was such a good question uh, to pull out. And it's so it go it, like, that's such a good, uh, a good mate with on song Hong's uh, green book quote. Um, I mean, th those two together, I felt like that, that helped, that helped me, I think for even future, like speaking about the green book quote, I think that's just another great, kind of addition to that. Um, and then there was, let's see. It, it, well, are like there any? Someone, someone's asking, um, how do I become a member of the channel? I don't see the option. You have to uh, view it from a browser on the PC. For I don't know why, but for some reason, yeah. you can't like do it through your phone or the app on your yeah. phone. It won't show you on your phone, which is really weird. Um, you have to be on a desktop of some kind. Um, and then you'll you'll just see a join button underneath uh, all of our videos. Um, so this, uh, I don't know how you say his name, Oso, I suppose. If you're still here, we would love to, to talk with you. Um, you come to a lot of our videos and comment regularly. Oso, Oso's still here in the chat. He, he commented like maybe a minute or so ago. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, there were some things, um, and I know guys, we've been going for a while, so feel free to drop off, but also, uh, cool. If you all stick around the also has been commenting a lot over the past year or so. And, and we've, I think both me and Kelsey have spent quite a bit of time, uh, debating him, um, and trying to get him to come onto the com or to a video like this. So, um, you are welcome right now. We would we would send you a link. You could jump on with us. Uh, we're already here anyway. So if you want to jump on and share some of your thoughts, um, we would invite you to do that. Um, but I know there were some some comments he made that I, I thought would be worth looking at at least. Um, it looks like you guys were having some uh, discussions with him. Oh. Before I do that, here's Raymond. So this is another question I hope we can get to next time. 
So if we can show him one church that celebrates the Passover, Sabbath, and Feast of God before On did, would he agree that On is not God? Um, yeah, so I think there are examples. And, and I mean, I, I brought up, again, Tim Hoffman, who, who's somebody who's been on these videos, um, who does keep the feasts and keeps the Passover and Sabbath. And we brought him on specifically for that purpose, because he does keep them and to show that, hey, there's other people besides the WMSCOG that that observes these things. And it's just a somewhat, I would say, of an ignorant assumption to say that the WMSCOG is the only ones who who do this. Um, Kelsey, you got anything you want to pull up or respond to? Um, I mean, also still on um, responding to just uh just adding comments but not uh okay. not responding on whether or not they want to join us so um, okay yeah i know there was a comment earlier from him that i wanted to um respond to but i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find it michelle thanks for the super chat you might be the, the the winner in terms of the biggest super chat tonight. Although Andy was he he does them in little bursts, so he gets them piled <laughs> up. So <laughs> I'd have to go back and count. But thank you guys. I think we got more super chats tonight than um, any other time we've done this. We also got up to I think like 50, over fifty viewers at the same time, which is yeah, is not huge or anything. And um, comparison to other channels, but for this channel, that was pretty good is we've never seen that many people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, oh. are you still there, Kelsey? Yeah, I'm here. I think it powers. Okay. Like well, I think my headphones just died. And so maybe that's, that's a sign that we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's midnight on the East coast. So. Yep. Yeah, so All right. we'll be back Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 7.30 Central. Wednesday, yeah, the same time, so. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for sticking around. Thank you. And thanks, Kelsey, for doing this. Of course, of course. And thanks to Star Power. Yep, definitely. All right, guys. We will see you all Wednesday. Sounds good. Bye.